Welcome to the 15th anniversary of the Lost Lowdown with Podcast 202 with your hosts, Claude and Justin. What's up, guys? All right. So we are back uh, this time with a live podcast on Discord discussing all things Lost and Lowdown, uh, as well as doing another commentary on episode 617, The End. Uh, and we'll also have a couple of uh, surprises here before we jump into the commentary. But yeah, we want to thank everybody uh, for joining us live here. This is literally the 15th anniversary. Uh, we released the first episode of Lost Slowdown uh, May 8th, uh, whatever 15 years ago was, 2006. <laughs> there you go. And it was just kind of fortuitous that we planned it uh, on this date. And then I looked back and saw, wow, this is the exact 15-year uh, anniversary. Yeah, it wasn't a plan, but maybe on a deeper level, it was a plan. Yeah. Um, so I see we've got some uh, longtime LLDers in the chat here. We've got Lynn, we've got Steven, we've got Vince, we got Tizidu Yuzay, which I've never known how to Tizudizay? Zooty J. I feel like one of those letters is probably silent. Mm. One of the Z's you pronounce and one you don't, and you take a picture. <laughs> okay. um, this will not be an all-nighter. We're not. Uh, we're not going to go all night. Um, this will probably be a couple hours as we get through the commentary series. But um, you know, we we we've had that uh, multi hour podcast before as you guys know uh i don't think we're gonna do that tonight but i guess we'll see we'll see how it goes yeah i mean who knows anything's possible yeah uh, again thanks for joining us everybody um so justin 15 years man i mean you know how <laughs> yeah why when? where <laughs> <laughs> what and uh okay yahtzee you won <laughs> you went. those are all the questions 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 um no it's fair ago. i mean it's a yeah. good question uh it's so funny how life works out right uh because as, as probably everyone here knows um and and some people most people listening knows like the way the lost letdown started was lost was on tv neither of us gave a shit <laughs> um <laughs> it was yep. a decent one i remember seeing a promo for the show and i was like oh uh gilligan's island i don't know like no what, what's the worst that can happen they get they'll be found right like how interesting can this show be so i really didn't have any interest in it and then um a friend of mine basically was uh by this point it was season two and uh a friend of mine explained the classic i'll never forget of just like yeah, the show's about a guy in a box underground and he has to press a button or else the world will end. And what I pictured in my head was like, well, that's not Gilligan's Island. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, I got to go I gotta go watch this thing and uh, watch it I did and hooked I got. And uh, <laughs> I was like, hey, Justin, you should, you, should, you should watch this show, especially season one, as we all know. It was like the best season. Um, and... Uh, and then what was it like for you, Justin? What was your what was your beginning of Lost? Yeah, I mean, it's basically like building on that because you told me about it. So it's really just like a like a like an after effect. But um, mm -hmm. yeah, I think uh, it wasn't. I don't know. It was weird. Um, 
Uh, I remember that description. That's such a classic thing because, like, the weird thing is, like, that wasn't even, I don't know, that wasn't even, like, the biggest hook to me. Like, it was cool, but what I actually, what actually drew me to the show was, like, other stuff. But uh, that idea of, like, there's a man in a box and, you know, like, that's such an interesting idea. I, I almost wish that show was out there somewhere. Um, it's not quite what Lost is, but... Uh, uh, but it was definitely like enough of a hook. Um, I think, uh, yeah, the weird thing was, uh, I was like, okay, watch this. And I think I was actually like put off a little bit by the pilot. Um, you know, I, I think if you listen to the, uh, the Avengers podcast, you know, you can tell by the way I talk about like the action sequences and stuff that, um, mm-hmm. your favorite thing <laughs> I'm just like not I don't know it's like I don't mind them but there's something about my brain that just kind of tunes out a little bit when action's going on and so like Lost like the pilot starts like right away you know after the initial you know disorientation which I enjoyed that part but then it's just like Jack running around and oh my god exploding planes and go over here and go over there and Mm -hmm. you know this person's in trouble and now that you know, and, and it was just like, I was just like, oh, okay, it's like an action show. I mean, that wasn't really a correct representation of what the show was like in general, um, even in season one. I mean, they would do that stuff like in the finale episode, but, you know, for the vast majority of the show, it wasn't like constant action. But anyway, when I saw that, I just, I was like, okay, whatever. Um, it didn't really catch my interest that much, but but I kept, I kept plugging away and it, it was enough, you know, string, you know, the orange smile and, and all that like weirdness from the early days. Um, mm-hmm. It kind of pulled me along. Um, and I think, I think for me, um, as far as like really being hooked, I think it was, it was really raised by another and Ethan and the idea that there were other oh, people man. there, you, could not you know, Ethan. Yeah, it was a game changer. I don't know. To me, that actually made the show interesting uh, more so somehow. Uh, I mean, the Danielle episode before that was also good for a similar reason. But the others were scarier in a way because we didn't know anything about them. And they were they had infiltrated the camp already without our knowledge. I mean, it was just such a, I don't know. It was a huge surprise. And it just changed the game of the show. And, I mean, we all know where that went. But... <laughs> You know, mm-hmm. it was good at the time. I mean, the <laughs> others were never scarier than than in season one. So, yeah, before we get to know that there's nothing to be scared of. Yeah, exactly. They're just as clueless, if not more so, mm-hmm. as uh, as everyone else. Just at like... what point did you? Okay, and then and then you were like hooked on the show, and then you started yeah. listening to other Lost podcasts. There was a couple that had already. Oh yeah, started. yeah, yeah. So I got, I got, you know, by that point, like I was deep into it, right, and caught up with the show, and I was watching it, you know, live. I remember the first episode I watched live was uh, Firepaws Water, which was oh, really, really not great. Um, I go, oh, boy, this is. Ugh. Uh, but it did pick up again, you know, sh- uh, shortly after that, um, is, uh, you know, the Henry Gales plot starts and like, that was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and, uh, yeah. And then it, it was really, um, it was really, uh, lockdown, you know, with the blast door map and stuff, um, where, uh, I think oh, I was reading map. the 
forums. I'm not sure exactly how I ended up like hearing about the idea of a lost podcast, but, um, uh, but, but yeah, I, I found out that they were, you know, that was a thing. And, uh, as I've mentioned before, you know, I, I listened to the, uh, the lost cast, um, on, um, lockdown and they were like going over the blast storm app and like a lot of detail you know like reading all yeah. the crap that's in there the latin and you know it's a bad plan that can't be changed and you know all that classic nonsense um and you know i really thought like the show was a uh a puzzle like a code there was there was you know, you do screen caps and you're going to learn some secrets. You know, I just had like a totally different attitude. But that spirit was uh, what made me want to do a podcast because listening to it, it was like, oh, man, that sounds fun. Like, I would love to do that. You know, and I mean, we were already talking about the show. Um, we just weren't recording it. So, yep. you know, it just seemed natural to like, oh, you could record this thing and then people listen to it. And uh, that's just kind of cool uh, for a variety of reasons. Yeah, I yeah, I remember that the Blaster Map lockdown. Oh, man, the hype, the the, the idea that the show was inviting you to help solve the mysteries of what is the island, which was not what it was doing. <laughs> but no, that's what it really. seemed like it was doing. And it felt like, yeah. oh, what? and then they were doing all the, like, what do they call that? The, um, I forgot the term for that, but, but all the stuff they were doing on websites, right? With the, you know, oh, the ARP, the, the, uh, yeah. the um, lost experience. Yeah, they were doing all that stuff. Yeah, right? the diary. The diary on abc.com where it felt like, oh, if you read this stuff and if you spent, if you did the research and you spent enough time on it, you could get ahead of the characters and you could figure out what things were, you know, what things meant and how it affected the show and the characters. And and that was such a fantastical prospect. It was so easy to get hooked. I mean, the blast door map going on. Uh, every, I mean, I learned Latin. I, I enrolled in the oldest Latin academy in Italy. And it cost me I remember that. I, I... Italian dollars. And, uh, <laughs> Italian dollars. Yeah. And I was like, I don't even, I didn't think there were Italian dollars. And it was like, they were like, yes. It's Italian dollars, but they said it in Italian, of course. Right. Uh, but no, uh, yeah, it was just such a such a super fun time, and um, and then and then basically, what what was the question you asked next, Justin? Hey, do you want to do a podcast? <laughs> the fifteen-year-long question. Um, yeah, little did I know. There's, there hasn't been that many questions that I've been asked in my life that require <laughs> so much of me over such a long time. Uh, if yeah, you know I, then what you know now. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what I would have said. Um, I don't either. I, it would have been weird. Mm-hmm. It would have been weird. I think it's the kind of thing where you don't actually want to know it at the time. I know. I mean... So, so much of producing the podcast with such a headache, depending on the technology and service. Oh my God, there are some nightmares. Justin and I have like basically never lived in the same city in the last 15 years. Yeah. So all, you know, most recording is usually supposed to be, you know, the people are in the same room and you can set up your mics and your- Yeah, that's how Lost Cast did it. They just sat in a room. 
Oh, it must have been so nice. It is. We've uh, done a couple like that, like two yeah. or three, I think, where we just sat in a room. But yeah, that's very rare. Yeah. So we had to find all these different tech tools to make it work. And a lot of them did not work very well and Oof. headaches. And we had that whole period of time where like, for no apparent reason, uh, we would get this time sync. Different yeah, things. yeah. We would record our audio separately and they would just slowly yeah. desync. The longer the podcast went, the more they would be off. And it yeah. made we, you know, we went to get some cons uh, consultations with some physicists. They didn't know what was happening. They, they assumed it had something to do with quantum mechanics, but um we were out of italian dollars to pay them more uh, <laughs> why did they take an italian dollar it was italian oh, okay got it my ex live in italy <laughs> i see okay got it Physiciano italiano got it there it is whatever you said and uh but yeah yeah it, it, it's it's definitely been a been a really long adventure it's been super fun um i'm i'm glad that you know What's really interesting, obviously, looking back 15 years, is how much we've changed over the years, right? And, you know, obviously, we're talking about the the last episode of Lost, you know, which is a, obviously a good time to look back at the characters and see how much they've grown and changed. And so, yeah, it's pretty it's pretty interesting, man. It's been a it's been an interesting ride. I, I wouldn't have predicted we'd still be going 15 years because I just would have said, well, we what will we be talking about? Like, you know, once the show was over, like, well, what would you like really have to say about it? Right. Yeah. So, yeah. That's, and that's definitely the... how I felt about most shows, you know? Yeah. They end, yeah. you move on, you know, you, <laughs> you let it go yeah. as yeah. it were. Um, uh, Cause like, yeah, like, I don't know. Um, I, I think, um, I think, uh, yeah, I've watched a lot of TV. And I think that's the other thing about about those days is like, uh, I, you know, I wasn't watching like a lot of serialized TV in the early days. So it was kind of a newish thing for me. And, and uh, so I, I think like that time in between has, you know, I've seen so many other shows. So I have a better perspective on what the thing is about Lost per se, you know, versus other shows um, that makes it like <laughs> relentlessly... I don't know uh, what the right word is, um, but it, it makes it really hard to just give it up or move on or um, you let it go completely uh, because it, it, it just hangs around in your head. The, from, from the actual mysteries to the, the problems with the show to like these like weird questions that, you know, we would harp on over the years. Um, and also just like evolving understanding of like what the show was about and what the point was and what we should have been focusing on. And, you know, that changed so much, uh, you know, cause if you talk about those early days, it's so clear that like, yeah, like we just were not watching the show, you know, I mean, they, they, you know, they wanted people to watch. They certainly put that stuff in there for people to study, but it's clear to me that they never had any intent to make the, fine-grained details of the blast door map like really important in the show like yeah. it, it was clear in season two that they weren't doing that you know mm -hmm. like 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 Locke draws like a half-ass version of it with like <laughs> a question mark in the middle and then they go find a question mark and it's the pearl station and then the hat and it blows up i mean like what else that that was it 
Like they never went back to it. I think we realized that even back then, you know. Um, but nonetheless, uh, I think it was still really hard, um, uh, you know, over time. Cause like, you know, we spent so much time on the podcast, like decoding a mysteries, you know, I mean, you can, you can write down, I mean, I think actually there was a list on the finale podcast, like Vince's list of mysteries, you know, of like all these like little things that, that popped up over the course of the show. And, you know, that it's a huge sustaining thing. And it is interesting to talk about that stuff. And it's hard to say it doesn't matter when there's so much of it, you know? <laughs> it's sort of like, it matters if you want it to. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if, if you're the type of person that wants to get invested in that, you can, you know? Um, you know, there's plenty of people who could just watch the show, you know, more like some of the other characters and just you know, just get involved in the character level drama and not really worry about, you know, the finer points of what, you know, what the cabin was about or, or whatever, mm -hmm. you know? Um, Cause I think like, that's the show that they really delivered on more. <laughs> so yeah. I feel like those people were, you know, they, they, they had something, but nonetheless, despite the fact that they didn't really deliver on that stuff, there is still something particular that I think we put our, our finger on in, in various ways at, at various points in the podcast about the way they present mysteries that is really, I think, unlike uh, other shows, you know, except for maybe some other um, Damon Lindelof stuff um, where it's like, it's, it's just not the normal like mystery solution or mystery ambiguous. It's like, it'll be some weird other thing yeah um and uh you know there, there's the lindelof shuffle and um uh you know the 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 sort of disappointing answer you know the like why did you care about that kind of answer mm -hmm. um uh so yeah i just think uh i i, I think it's weird it's weird because i think that stuff like was not in terms of what they were really uh, focused on and and intending to like deliver on. That wasn't the focus, but the particular way that they presented it is still interesting, even though it's incomplete and kind of frustrating. So I don't know. <laughs> that's that's my attempt to summarize the deal yeah. lost. Yeah. Um, so speaking of, of, of our first lost podcast, so we, we, we had that like weird thing we did before the official first version of lost, which has now been lost to the, uh, to the annals of, of time. But, um, that little thing we did about Anna Lucia, right. And, yeah. and some lost middle, middle earth. earth yeah yeah um, yeah it's still there on the blog like you can see what it was about but the, yeah. the link doesn't work anymore sadly yeah we, we recorded on audioblogger.com which i don't think is a website no anymore. no it's long gone lost that uh but that was the sort of uh first attempt at, at at a lost podcast and then um then we did the official first version which was uh uh may 8th podcast number one 
which was for episode 222 for the road. And I just find that so ironic, you know, that episode title and then us starting a 15 year journey, you know, uh, on the road of podcasting, the two of us. Uh, but, uh, so I, I thought it'd be, we thought it'd be fun to play a little bit of podcast number one. Um, but uh, we've got some trivia questions we're going to throw out to you guys. Um, some some Lost Lowdown trivia. That, uh, we'll see <laughs> how hard it is. Um, but uh, Justin, you had, a, you had a first trivia question you wanted to throw out before we uh, hear this clip from podcast number one, right? Yes. And I will say to anyone here, you know, don't actually, don't, don't use real, don't just check it. Because if you check it, you can find the answer. But see if you can actually remember <laughs> Because I think mm -hmm. it's more interesting that way. Okay. So right at the beginning of podcast number one, uh, you know, welcome to the last slowdown podcast number. What does, what does Claude call it? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then what do I call it? That's, that's sort of the first yeah. part. It's kind of a two-parter, I guess. In podcast number one, mainly because we had recorded that pre thing we did before we just mentioned, uh, the podcast number one, we we called it a different number. And so the trivia question is, and we, we had different numbers between us, me and Justin. So um yeah, throw out your throw out your 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 answers to the uh to the trivia question. What do you think Claude called podcast number one in the intro for podcast number one? And what do you think Justin called it? Because <laughs> it wasn't the same thing. It wasn't the same thing. And the answer wasn't podcast number one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah don't forget who we are people think uh <laughs> yeah steven's guessing that i called it number one yeah, that justin yeah. called it oh oh justin. oh okay yeah okay. vince vince is getting close vince there. is getting vince close is actually yeah the answer well it's almost there okay blake is guessing claude number number four <laughs> a number nice i like nice, that nice nice yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. All right. Pretty good guesses, everyone. Some sensible. Some uh, more like us. Some of them and... are. Some of them are definitely right on the right track, but I don't think anyone's gotten it dead on yet. Yeah. Okay, Justin, hit us with the uh, hit us with the clip here. <laughs> Negative, Negative one. zero. Yeah. See, that all sounds so plausible. Totally should have episode zero i agree um, in retrospect i kind of wish the first one had been negative one and the first and the first one had been zero but whatever like you you would have thought it was episode zero because he knows you so well um <laughs> it's uh, true okay so just gonna do a screen share so we can hear this podcast so i think you guys will all need to click on the button next to his name in order to join that and to hear the audio i think that's how it works Yes, uh, I believe that's correct. Cool. So there should be a little button next to Justin's name in the voice chat that says live. So if you all click that and then watch stream, you should be able to hear when he plays. Uh, we'll, we'll listen to a little bit of this intro from uh, 15 years ago. today. Yes, and this will reveal the answer. <laughs> yep. All right. Um, let's see. All right. Here we go. Here we go. And it didn't work. Okay. Let's... All right. Well, uh, welcome to the uh, Lost Lowdown Volume 2. Or should I say Volume 1.2 or something? 2.5. 2.5? <laughs> That's weird. 
episode 2.5. We have to do another .5 episode so we can get him back. Get him back. Future. Yeah, we can we can do another half-assed episode like this one. Okay, that was a joke. <laughs> um, sorry. So anyway, uh, this is Claude, and uh, who who am I talking with? Justin. Okay, so we're your host for the. Uh, we won't use our last name. We won't, because uh, that's called anonymity. Um, anyway, and that's what the internet is for. Uh, very, very good episode. This episode uh, 220, I believe it was. And uh, but first, let's uh, let's let's look at our little list of things we got to talk about. Oh, we had a list. New, news in the world of law. This is how you know it's an old uh, one. Number one is apparently J.J. Abrams is leaving. I couldn't tell if he was leaving the show or if this article was just referencing the fact that the season's over. I don't even know uh, what the article is from. Ooh. <laughs> I love this part. <laughs> I'm going to say the internet. Uh, <laughs> hi, I thought you might know. <laughs> you know, I just Googled uh, Lost in the news section and whatever came up. It's, uh, it's from some online version of, uh, of news. In the future, maybe we'll so, link some of the stuff. We will. Spoiler we will. alert, we never uh, did that. Now, uh, no. find it. That's how we do so what's really interesting, uh, which I'm sure we could all have guessed, but now it's nice to uh, hear JJ say it, is that uh, I quote, um, the ending of this year in Lost blows the ending of last season out of water. It's an incredible finale. And uh, apparently things are not, won't be out of the blue, but quote, uh, what happens at the very end of this year, for me, is the greatest finale I've ever heard. And that... Uh, it's uh, going to apparently tie some things together that have been brewing from, from the beginning of uh, the season, which, as we know, the uh, the uh, Lost guys like to... Uh, uh, I lost my train of thought. They're like, right. <laughs> well, they're, 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 they like to there were some obvious things, the hatch, the raft, that, that, that were sort of building. Yeah. Okay. Th- this season, I'm not really sure what that would be. Maybe Henry, I don't know. Um, okay. The fucking Swan Station! Every time I hear that, I'm like, how do you not know what they're building? Anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like... well, that's a little flashback there. Um, <laughs> not much has changed. No, it's shockingly similar. Yeah, so the answer to the trivia question, uh, I called it 1.2 and you called it 2.5. 2.5, that's right. Why? Why? I will never, I had a reason. I swear I had a reason, but I don't remember what it was. It has something to do with that first one. But then yeah. in my head, like for some reason, that there was there was a podcast one in addition to that. And I, I don't know where that was or i don't yeah it makes no sense to me (laughs) or like or like because we did or the first one was 1.5 even though it's like it's like because you start with one and then but it was Uh only 0.5 but it doesn't make any sense to me why i would think that maybe you meant to say 1.5 maybe i did yeah maybe i I call it volume 1.2 because i think i was assuming the first one was 1.1 i guess right i don't know there's no 1.0, but um, <laughs> glad I lost my train of thought in the first 60 seconds. I know, that was great. That's that was great. great. Um, but uh, okay, cool. And uh, so, yeah, we got a couple announcements we're going to share. Uh, we did tease that on the last podcast, but uh, the next big trivia question. Uh, well, this is this is a big one. This is this is our claim to fame here. 
Um, so as you guys know, we have been tallying, you know, how many hours we've been podcasting over the years, you know, tallying up um, all of the um, the length of the podcast over the years. Uh, as everybody knows, we're the longest running lost podcast in history. I do think we should get a Guinness record at some point. I think we've earned that. No matter what anyone else might say. (laughs) Other podcasts started first, but they didn't continue throughout the last 15 years. Exactly. If you do one podcast every five years, I don't think that's continuing anyway. Okay. So the next big trivia question is. Not to throw any shit. What is the total number of hours recorded for the Lost Lowdown? Yeah, closest. Okay, Price is Right rules. Closest without going over. Yeah, yeah. Closest without going so, over. So uh, you can give hours and minutes, hours, minutes, and seconds if you feel that bold. Mm-hmm. Um, I, my, the answer is going to be hours, minutes, and seconds. So, you know, okay. <laughs> just be sure you factor that into your uh, calculations. Uh, I think we have announced this before, but it's been a while. So it's, you know, Mm -hmm. we've added to it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. All right. All right. No comment. Uh, But that's. uh, So we've got. So let's see. And this this would be through the last podcast, right? Yeah. Through the the, uh, 201 that we posted um, before. So we've done we've done 201 podcasts. So keep that in mind. We've done 201 podcasts throughout a lot throughout the first part of the Lost Lodem, we were covering the episodes they aired, you know, our average episode was about uh, five to six hours, something like that, four to six hours, something like that. Um, Of course, we did those super long ones for the finales. And then in the commentary series, I think our average was probably more like two hours, maybe something like that. Um, Yeah. Yeah, we had some short ones and some longer ones. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So 201 podcasts, you know, four to six hours in the first part, you know, two to three hours in the second part. So we've got, um, we've got Steven guessing 2000 hours in 12 seconds. Uh, let's see, let me do some quick math here. 2000 hours is, uh, eight, 83 days. Um, a lot of days. <laughs> it's a lot of days. Um, let's see. Vincent. Hey, right? What else could it be? Yeah, sorry. I'll get it. Number. Um, is that all the guesses? I think that's all the guesses. I, I'd look. Can I guess? Can I? Please I, guess. I, Please I guess. do. You know the answer, but can I guess? Yeah. Guess away. I'm gonna guess one million hours. Oh that, my god. Like. Nice. Those are really good guesses. That's a lot. Those are really good guesses. Uh, some of you are closer than others. Uh, 
Say the number. There's um, 20 minutes and 15. seconds and uh within like i don't know five hours or so that's really <laughs> accurate oh <laughs> uh, yes that's that is how this all started um, yep yep is that a uh, podcast matrix uh of data um uh, Excel is really wait. Well, sorry, let me write the number down. What was it again? Oh, there he is. Um, oh, did it? Okay, okay, I joined finally. Okay, there we go. All right, probably just a little gap there, but I think we okay, got cool. most of it. Well, back to the recording. Um, yeah, that was a good segue. So 728 hours, 20 minutes, 15 seconds, and 15 years. That's pretty something. Um, <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> adjective. Um, One more time. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll hold this podcast together somehow. Um, yeah. We've done it for 15 years. It's no big deal. Yeah. It was bad as those early days, no yeah. matter what. So. Oh, um, so yeah, you know, Justin, I've been trying to figure, you know, what are we doing with the Lost Slowdown podcast after we get to the end here in the commentary series? Um, and, you know, a lot of it is, you know, do we go back and or do the whole show again? What's the real point of doing that? You know, um, what, you know, what is there left to really discuss with the show besides everything, right? Um <laughs> And, um, you know, we, we, we've talked a lot of different options and, and things we could do to keep the podcast going and uh, keep, you know, uncovering loss and trying to figure out what it is. Uh, so we have a big reveal about what the next big slowdown project is going to be. Uh, but first, Justin, tell us about the exciting world of the Justin podcast universe. <laughs> oh, no, you're throwing it to me. I'm Tell us our fan links that we have to fancy stuff now. Oh, 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 I'm revealing links. Um, sorry, I, if I sound like I'm unprepared, um, it's because I, I wasn't prepared. Okay, uh, yes, I can do that though. Uh, you want all the links to all the things? Link me, yeah, link us to all the things. I think there's two links. Okay, um, let's see if I can figure out the ones you have in mind. Um, <laughs> Twitter and Patreon. Okay. 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 Good. Yeah. So we got a nice, nice, shiny new Twitter at Claude and Justin. Easy to remember. Um, You know, we're trying to like bring it, bring the things together under an umbrella. So, uh, you know, follow that. That'll be our sort of generic Claude and Justin Twitter account. And, uh, and then we have finally, after all these years, the Patreon. We've joined the Patreon. Joined it. Um, and the Patreon is patreon.com slash Claude and Justin. There it is. So uh, it's the same same, uh, same thing. 
as the Twitter, basically. So uh, you can check that out if you want. And uh, maybe special things will happen there. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> Sorry, is that, is that creepy with, or something? It, of course. Um, so yeah, as everybody probably knows, you know, we, we, we never wanted to really monetize this podcast. It didn't really make any sense to us because we would be talking about this anyway. Um, but some people have asked over the years to do a Patreon and to kind of, you know, have a way to get more content. So we decided, you know, after 15 years, we'll give that a shot. Uh, yeah, there's no harm in putting it up. I mean, yeah, no one has to join. It's voluntary. Yeah, you're basically going to get the same stuff you would get if you if you don't join at all. But real quick, we'll just uh, I just posted the link uh, to the Patreon. You can check it out. Um, we just added, uh, you know, we just set everything up with the with the different tiers. Uh, so um, yeah, the big thing to know about the Patreon, the big important thing, will be basically. Uh, tied into uh, the news of what the next Lost Lowdown project is going to be. Uh, and I, maybe that should be a trivia question. Maybe everyone can give their guess in the chat right now. What do you think the next Lost Lowdown <laughs> uh, project is going to be? What are we going to... You know, we did the original round of the show when it aired. Uh, then we did the commentary series. Uh, maybe... Maybe you've gone to the Patreon and, now, <laughs> and read what it says. Now you can, now you've got the answer to that trivia question. Um, I think we we didn't script this correctly. Um, <laughs> uh, yes, the answer is the next well lost, done. the next lost slowdown project is going to be the making of our lost book. Um, let's see, Lynn. Sorry, Lynn is saying. Uh, they can't hear anything. Hopefully, you can hear. Oh, I'm I'm showing that you are mute, uh, deafened. Yeah, there's uh, a un, undeafen yourself. Yeah, there's a little symbol that looks like a like headphones next to the mic symbol, and if you click that, that's the deafen. So un, uncheck the deafen button. And yeah. This again, or maybe yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, un- maybe you can't hear this. Oh, <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, Oh, tech support. Uh, yeah, are you... Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, there we go. That should that should help. That should help. <laughs> okay, hopefully... Um, let's see. Hopefully... Hopefully, hopefully that, that will... Uh, yeah, uh, fix the problem. There we go. Hopefully you can hear us now. Yay! All right. Yeah, Looks nice. nice. Um, yeah, it was probably an accidental like click or something. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so we're writing our last book. We've mentioned it on the podcast in 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 jest a few times, sometimes seriously, probably as well. Uh, but the idea that we should um, kind of write down and compile some of the big ideas, collate, collate, um, uh, com- comprise, and um, compendiate. Uh, oh, a compendium. That's gonna. That's what it should be called. Um, but yeah, basically all of the stuff we've done in the last fifteen years, with whatever nonsense we've learned about the show, uh, figure out. It's how gotta to- be something, right? 
got to be something. We're desperate for it to be something. Right? We're like Locke. We're Locke. We're, we're like oh, this, we're so Locke. This has to mean something, right? Exactly. Exactly. Um, just, we're supposed to do this, damn it. Yeah. Our, our, final, uh, our final podcast will end with us both saying, I don't understand. Um, <laughs> No, so basically, what we're gonna, what we're thinking, we're gonna do for the next big um, project for the Lost Lowdown is record podcasts that'll be Justin and I working through us writing this book. What's that gonna be like, you ask? And do you want to listen to that? Well, that's for you to decide. Um, basically, no one can tell you if that's what you want to do. It's like the Matrix. No one can tell you what the Matrix is except for more. <laughs> you real quick uh, exactly. but um yeah so basically what we're thinking that we're going to do is you know we're going to start figuring out what are the big ideas that we feel like we have uh uncovered or discovered or invented or you know what delusions we have bought into about lost <laughs> and um and figure so out many. the structure of the chapter book and then kind of work through that uh through a podcast format so, uh, so if you're on the Patreon at that level, you will be able to uh, get access to the podcast. That'll be basically the two of us talking about the book, uh, maybe chapter by chapter or topic by topic. Um, we'll be diving into episodes and into, you know, production and non-production things about how the show was made. So we can kind of flesh out the big ideas of the book. You know, we might be doing some commentary style podcasts if we say, hey, we, we want to write a chapter about this particular topic and maybe the numbers are a good, um, you know, example of this idea. So we might go and listen to, you know, episodes that are about the numbers and things like that. So, um, so yeah, that's a big idea. We're really, really, really excited. Um, I don't know any other podcast who's written a book about loss. I'm just saying, um, (laughs) I 100% agree. Yeah, yeah. And and really, yeah, I just think I I mean, you know, yeah, part of it you could call it you can call it hubris, but is it hubris if it's been 15 years? I don't know. It's not like I just woke up and I'm like, I'm the master of lost. I don't know. I I don't necessarily think we've solved the show, but I do think that like focusing on it for so intensely for so long has yielded something of interest. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that yeah should be sort of sort of solidified, uh, clarified, uh, condensed, you know, and like put in a form where you know a, as kind of a final document of what this yeah. project has meant, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, for us, and hopefully, you know, maybe we'll communicate something also just about the show, and and you know for. I don't know. There's a lot of ideas about Lost out there, and I'm mm-hmm. just struck by how often those ideas feel off base from what the show is actually like. Um, so, uh, so yeah, it'll be. I don't know. I think it'll be interesting. You know, if you if you read the Lost Encyclopedia or something, it, it will be nothing like that. <laughs> you mean it'll be it'll be interesting and helpful? Um, yeah, let's say. Yeah. And I think one of the one of the big things I already know is that we will be depending on all of you out there who've been who are super lost fans and and LLD fans to help us remember what the hell we said about this show. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And 
stuff that you guys think is really interesting and unique and what you believe the show is really about and the important things to to hone in on. So it'll be a journey that we'll all be on together, kind of writing this book. Um, and I think this is a really, really just perfect time to start it. Um, and yeah, I'm really, I'm really excited. I think it'll be, it'll be really interesting. Um, I don't think it's going to take us, you know, the commentary series. I think, <laughs> 11 that, years. 11 years or 10 years? I mean, yeah, I guess it's sort of, it's basically 10 years because we kind of had a, a rest period yeah, after break. the end of the show. So it took us 10 years to do the commentary series. Um, it's not going to take us 10 years to do the book. Um, it's definitely, it better not. It, it can't. We won't let it. Please, everyone out there, don't, don't let Don't it. let us take that long. <laughs> yes, we will be recording this. Uh, welcome, Kilgurin. Uh, we will be recording this pod. We are recording this podcast and we will be posting it. Yeah, so I, I know everyone's got different things going on. So if you can't stay the whole time, that's cool um but we will be uh, posting this later uh, as episode 202 uh and then basically yeah that will be kind of the last podcast you know the the one we just recorded and released 201 that we did last week is basically the last commentary series podcast this live one we're recording right now uh will kind of be the 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 bookend for that chapter that you know, second big chapter of the Lost Lowdown, and we'll start the third chapter. I think what we just what we've kind of talked about so far, Justin, is um, the the sort of book series. We'll kind of start with the pilot. We might do some commentary on the pilot just to get back into thinking about where the show starts. Um, yeah, just as as a as an easy kind of thing to uh, discuss and talk about as a as a roadmap for the whole show, and as we kind of plan exactly what we want the book to be. Um, and, uh, and yeah, so we'll, we'll be using our Patreon to kind of, um, as, as a hub for discussion. So if there's, if you, if you all have topic ideas or chapter ideas, or make sure you guys mention this, or I think the important thing to know about loss is this thing, uh, we will certainly want to hear that, discuss that with you all. And, uh, and of course, everyone who, um, who contributes something will get a, you know, get a shout out in the book and all that kind of stuff um and we might figure out some cool other you know prizes and, and things to do there um but yeah that's the big news we were trying to tease that on the last podcast so if you were um waiting with bated breath for a week um you can now exhale um, cool. the truth is out there yeah the truth is out there now right i just coined that yeah. Oh, did you? Wow. There's an old 90s TV show that could have used that as a tagline. <laughs> I want to watch that show. Yeah. I hope it doesn't get crappy. Well, um, before we get into the... Uh, we do have some more trivia, right? Where we're going to do some more trivia? Oh, I do have... Yeah. Uh, I think you have a couple and I have, I have one more... Um, I have okay, one more is, trivia question. Trivia. Yeah. Okay. So let, let me ask this the right way. So, um, so I don't, for those of you who have listened to the early days of the podcast, it was a running thing that, um, that Claude would do a segue. Like I would start talking about some random crap and Claude would try to bring us back into, you know, either uh, transitioning to another part of the episode or back to last or whatever. And like the classic move was like, I would say like something. And then you would say, what's not a something is, and then you would transition to the next part. So 
uh, with that in mind, the question is, what is the second segue of that type that Claude uses in podcast number one? What's not a blank is? That's the question. That's a hard question. I think that's a hard question. <laughs> it's not a hard <laughs> question. That's a great, that's a great one. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good one. I wish it had been that. Actually, that's another good trivia question that I don't know the answer to is like, when, when was the first business card reference? Mm-hmm. I don't actually know the answer. I'm sure that that was within the first few, but I'm not sure if it's in podcast one. It might not be. I don't think it was from what I remember. Yeah, I, I it, yeah, it might be, might be in two. What is a podcast about lost is? <laughs> Wow. Uh, I think everyone's trying to queue up podcast number one to go listen to it. Yeah, uh, probably. What's not in the hatches? Yeah. Oh, the hatch. Signs <laughs> with the hatch. Okay, Justin, hit us, hit us, hit us with the answer here. Ready for the answer? So the answer it's- was. Before you hit us with the answer, okay. What was the topic, or is that the answer? Um, it, yeah, uh, I guess I can explain the topic without literally giving the answer. So the topic was we were talking about, uh, you know, they had just released. Does everybody everybody remember reading the the novel Bad Twin by Gary Troop? By Gary Troop. Uh, Anna Graham for Purgatory? Anna Graham for Purgatory, also known as the guy who gets sucked into the propeller behind Locke and the pilot. At least that's what they told us. They claim, yep. Um, yeah, like, okay. I'm sure you had that in mind. Anyway, um, uh, wow, you actually listened to Bad Twin. I'm impressed. Well done. I never even bothered, and I consider myself uh, such a big fan. <laughs> was it um, worth was it worth it, Stephen? Was it worth it? <laughs> a few times. Oh, okay. Hey, hey maybe it's hey. a good book. Who knows? Hey. Stephen likes it. That's good enough for me. If you like it, how bad can it be? Um, yeah, so anyway, we're talking about that. And basically, like, because Gary Troop is an anagram for purgatory, the issue was, like, how likely is it that, you know, that just happened randomly? That, that like, they just came up with a name for the yeah. author of this book. Because it was known that, you know, uh, it was known that, um, uh, you know, that, that it was a made-up name. You know, the, the actual author of the book was, was a ghostwriter, like, uncredited, you know. Um, so they came up with this name and it just happened to anagram to, to, uh, purgatory. And so it was like, I was like, okay, you know, so I'm going to do a little calculation here to, uh, figure out how likely it is that, uh, (laughs) that that just happened randomly. And then I, you know, I gave a number probability. I think the number I gave was actually too large, but, um, uh, but yeah, so I, I call, should, is it time to give it up? I think it's time. I think it's okay. time. So basically, answer, I, sorry, what did you say? Sorry, the answer to the trivia question is. Ah, the answer to the trivia question is, what's not a lower bound is. 
Ah, everyone was thinking that, right? Because <laughs> I'm like, okay, it's like 0.05%, but that's, but actually, you know, because of English rules of letter order and stuff, it's not actually random. And so that was just a lower bound. So you were trying to say, what was the lower bound of the probability that Gary Troop would randomly be an, an or, or that an anagram for purgatory would randomly be Gary Troop? Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And it was like 0.05%. But yeah, it was actually too, too, um, too high, because uh, I, I miscalculated, um, which I corrected. And that was one of your trivia questions, I think. I think if I remember so. right. Uh, okay, cool. So yeah, I've got a couple of trivia questions uh, to throw out there before we get to the next part of this podcast. Uh, see if you guys remember this. Um, this these will be pretty much throwback questions. Um, so we, we did do a trivia contest back in 2006. Um, and uh, so yeah, so here's the first question. I remember this one. Who thought they were two groups of others, Claude or Justin? <laughs> I remember this. So I do know the answer to this one. <laughs> yep. Oh, wait. Spoiler <laughs> alert. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not supposed to do that. Yeah, 50% chance of getting this right. <laughs> yeah, this or that, you know, that always helps. Yeah, it looks like most people, most people yeah, are getting yeah, it right. Yeah, well done. Well done, everyone. Yeah, Locke probably thought that too. <laughs> okay, who believes 100% that the sickness does not exist? Who who thought the sickness was not a real thing? In the of- early days, things yeah. changed over time. Yeah, yeah. All right, we're getting a lot of Justins here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Giving nothing away. <laughs> Stone face. Yeah, oh, Kelvin. Actually, Kelvin is a good answer. He oh, wow. He acted like he didn't believe it. Yeah, we could never get Kelvin on the podcast. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I wish we could get Kelvin. <laughs> The fictional character. That's why we couldn't get him on here. Um, okay. Uh, oh, here's an interesting one. Where this is just a lost question. Uh, where do we first see the numbers? Where do we first see the numbers? Where do we first see the? Oh, numbers? oh, we didn't give the answer. To um, uh, who believed the sickness does not exist was Justin. Justin was convinced. It was indeed me. I uh, believed that, strangely. Uh, I think I was right at the time, but then I changed my mind. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> I don't know the answer to where we first saw the numbers. So, uh, oh, look at that. This is a hard yeah, one. But- I'm, I'm trying to guess here. I feel like I feel like it was on Russo's map. That's be, That would be my guess. Okay, okay. Yeah, in the show, where do we first see the numbers? Yeah, in the show, in the show. So? <laughs> All right. Define your terms, please. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this was, I don't know if I would have gotten this one correct, but let's see if there's any more answers coming through here, any more guesses coming through. The lottery car, that's a good guess. That's a good guess. Lottery ticket, that's a good guess. 
part of the translation from Shannon. Okay. <laughs> Steven doesn't believe in numbers that exist. Wow. wow. That's well, maybe true. numbers don't exist at all. I mean, that's a fair point. <laughs> Yikes. See, that would be a chapter in the book. Do numbers exist? <laughs> um, I, can, I can definitely do a chapter on that. So you're like, yes. <laughs> the yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, where do we first see the numbers? The answer is Rousseau's map. Oh, it was Rousseau's map. Wow. Okay. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Which I assume because she heard them at the radio station and wrote them down. Exactly. That's what brought them there. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's the whole point in the note. Because I think that's what happens is like Hurley see like. Saeed and Shannon are translating and like Hurley sees the map and he sees the numbers on it and he's like, oh shit. And so he goes to see Rousseau because he's like, what does she know about the numbers? Why does she write the numbers on the map? You know, so I think that's the whole impetus for the, you know, the on-island action in the numbers episode. I wonder if she just wrote him down because like she was going to change the message. She's like, well, if I have to change it back. Yeah, it could be. It could be. I don't think they ever really explained it, to be honest. Uh, they what? Don't, it's like it's like by the time they get there, it doesn't really matter. So, mm-hmm. classic lost, I guess. Um, this was a thing that was very specific to the time period, and I'm not going to ask this as a trivia question, but but remember when we used to put an F on everything that was fake and false? Oh, so yeah. Henry Gill was very. and then the hat was a fatch. Remember the fatch the and the fam. The fam. Um, yeah, oh, that uh, that time period when, when the others made that, that fake hatch door was so weird. We they were like, all about the fake stuff in the, in the season two days. Yeah. Well, they were like a theater troupe or something. They were yeah. just like, playing up they don't even know why they were doing that. <laughs> um, yeah. Later on, they kind of forgot that that was a thing. They, yeah. uh, they just like wore nor- normal clothes and made camps that were real. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's weird. It's weird. It's a, I'll never get over that. Um, okay, so before we move on into the actual commentary of the end, uh, Justin and I wanted to give all of you a chance out there since we're on a live uh, podcast here. If you guys want to come on and share any thoughts about loss or loss lowdown or anything like that, we can um, you can let us know in the chat if you want to talk a little bit, say hello, share any memories, whatever you want to say. Um, yeah, let us know and we can unmute you and you can uh, you can join join the podcast here uh, with your voice. Uh, so if anybody's interested in that, just let us know. Um, until then, I will uh, throw out another trivia question. Um, which is who goes on the expedition on, on the expedition to find Henry Gale's balloon? Oh, okay, Said obviously. Um, am I supposed to answer? Well, not really. Uh, <laughs> okay, sorry, but, sorry. But Justin well, gave me a hint, Said. Yeah, I mean, it had to be Saeed because he's the one who comes back with the like, and I found this and I dug up the grave. And so, yeah. Uh, Yeah. Okay. Vince got it. Vince got it. Analysia, Saeed, and Charlie. Charlie. That's a weird threesome. That's a weird threesome. Charlie there. That's just weird. Charlie never goes on trips, right? No, it's kind of a callback to the pilot in a way because, like, he goes in the pilot, but, like, you're right. Like, usually in the normal part of the show, he's not, like, a mission guy. 
Yeah, unless it's like a specific Charlie thing. <laughs> yeah, Steve, I think he was looking for drugs. No, I was looking for drugs. I have no idea why he went. <laughs> it makes no sense to me. Another chapter in the book. Why did Charlie <laughs> go to Henry Gale's balloon? That was another thing too. The whole Henry Gale thing. The whole like pretending to be another person. Um, wow, wow. The show was just crazy back. It then. was such a long con, and 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 you know the great thing about the show is they never quite tell us what the point of it was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, so, it's like I don't yeah, know. Over- yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, I there there is a there is the um um uh in expose uh there's a little bit where Paulo goes down in the Pearl Station and he sees mm-hmm. Ben and Juliet and and um. They're looking in the Swan Station, and they're talking about you know Ben getting Jack to do the surgery, and mm-hmm. and I think uh, I think Juliet says like um, you know how are you how are you gonna get him to do it or something, and Ben says Michael of course, and it's like I think that's the closest we ever get to an idea of like what the plan was, but it really does seem like unnecessarily elaborate to be like okay I'll get captured. Nilsson might win <laughs> and Michael will lie, but then he'll let me free and then they'll come after me and then we'll have Jack. It's just like, really? Uh, good that was the plan? And wait, was this all to get Jack to do his back surgery? Yeah, so I, I think, so that that's my inference from that scene in Expose that actually the point of Henry Gale's plan was to get Jack to do surgery. Gotcha. That was the end game. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of ridiculous. Uh, all right. Well, uh, Justin, you want to get into the uh, the episode? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we can do that. We can do that. Um... Okay, Craig is back. We're about to do the commentary series. Uh, Justin just depressed us with news about Bo, and uh, but I was gonna say, you know what's not depressing is the final episode of Lost. Oh wait, it kind of is. Oh geez, it is though. It kind of is. Oh right. Yeah, yeah. The show ends. Yeah, yeah. Bittersweet. Not completely depressing. Bittersweet. Yes. And uh, share. Okay. And everybody let us know if you have any problem with the audio or video as we get going here, but it should be all right. And uh, okay, here we go for the end. You ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. Previous now lost. Ooh. Gonna We're going to reference that again. <laughs> you have to protect it, so make sure you escort him down there. <laughs> yeah, that's what's going to happen. When you say it like that, it sounds ridiculous. 
Yeah. That's a little loud. Let me turn it down a little bit. Read us out. I believe you have uh, the ability to change how loud it sounds to you guys out there. If you right click on my name, I think you can change it that way. Is that right, Justin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can adjust your own. Uh, you can adjust your own audio independently. And you can also adjust our audio if one of us is too loud or whatever. Um, if you if you do a right click or, or whatever, if you're on mobile, I don't know how that works. <laughs> but there's probably a way. Yeah. All right, with the slow opening. So ah, I remember yes. this, yeah, we talked about this last week, um, starting with the coffin of Christian Shepherd. Yeah, with right. Christian Shepherd on it. Yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of weird. Just in case anybody wants to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They zoom in on it so it can all be nice and sure. And the mm -hmm. transition as well. Every time they have photos like that, they all look fake, you know, because they're all like Photoshop or mm -hmm. something. Remember the one with the... Uh, Miss Hawking the and the monk guy. Yeah. Yeah, that was one of the worst photoshops on the whole show. That was so ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And that never even mattered. I, I Like, why did they make a terrible photoshop for something that didn't even matter? Because it didn't matter. Okay, well. <laughs> a question <laughs> that answers itself, I guess. Ben, make, uh, sorry, Dr. Linus making Please. a little tea. Yeah. Yeah, you can um, you can pop out, uh, you can pop out the video, and then you should be able to see the video in a separate window and the chat. Um, that's how I do it. Pop it out. There should be a pop out button, and then you can go back to the chat. Um, I think that'll work. That's where I done punched a hole. Yeah, change that mirror yet. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Budget cuts. All right, this rando. Mm -hmm. All right, K got shot in the uh, candidate. I forgot about that. Why she's wounded there. I think it's uh, like also I do find it a bit disconcerting that I don't know if that's the right word. I don't I don't even know what disconcerting means. Anyway, uh that that this is the church for, where the lamppost is. Yeah, right? Is that for real or is that just a production thing? Well, like, it was a church in LA in the show. Yeah, they just like they I'm obviously they knew what they were doing when they chose it, but Yeah. Uh, but you yeah, could call it a production thing if you want, I, I guess. But yeah, I don't know. I, it just strikes me as weird uh, that they use the same set for that. But it is like a church that they had used before. So yeah, I don't know. Lamp was, was was a place where you could find the island. And in the flash sideways, the island doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. So here's the place where they find the next where they're going to go or whatever. Maybe that's the idea. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. I guess that sort of makes sense in a weird way. But it's just like, it was Miss Hawking who was there. Like, they didn't gather there. I don't know. It just, it's, 
it, it didn't really hold significance for them per se. So why isn't there a body in the coffin? Is there, uh, we talked about that. Is there a body in the coffin? <laughs> that's that's I, that was my question. I guess it shouldn't be right because it would be Christian Shepherd's body, and he's not dead here. He's not dead in this world, right? Right. But did he like, you know, teleport out, or you know, it's like what is even possible in this world? You know, what does it mean? You know, yeah. He, in it in this world because like you know if you think back to the rest of the season um you know there's like kimi and like all those people like they die you know they got like shot and they're mm-hmm. like dead in the flash so it's like it's a, it seems like it is possible to die in the flash I, I don't know what that means but it seems like it's possible so you know, did did Christian Shepard actually die in the flash? Was they just told Jack that he died? But then it's like he could have, you know, like I don't know. But then if the flash was didn't even start until he's on the plane, then like all that stuff is just implanted memories. So it's sort of meaningless to even ask if it happened. Anyway, I have no idea what. I'm... Let's ask our listeners. Do you guys think Christian's in that coffin and he just? teleports out later for the the last scene or is he never really there is this even really christian shepherd uh that we see in this episode it's yeah <laughs> is christian a christian that's a personal <laughs> question um, is he a shepherd <laughs> he's definitely a shepherd he shepherds them in some way i, I guess i guess they're the flock mm-hmm Hmm. Yeah, of course. No one ever feels anything different. He's not like, look, I can shoot lightning out of my hands, or like, yeah. I feel intrinsically that I'm gonna live forever now. Like, there's like no, I can touch people and draw them to the island. Like, he, there's no, I don't know. <laughs> it's like it's like being Jacob, just kind of like, you know, the air goes out of the whoopee cushion or something. <laughs> Well, the like, answer is he didn't put it out because he doesn't want to yet. It's not necessary for his plan. And then it's like he doesn't know where it is. Yeah, Sawyer talks about it like that was his plan all along. I think that's yeah. a weird turn that they do that is kind of a problem. Because I feel like they want that to have been his plan all along, it, but it clearly it, wasn't. Yeah, it's like, well, Desmond's been on the island a long time. I mean, he was off for a while, but like when he was on there, why did he yeah. use him then, right? Yeah, yeah, he was there for years, literally years. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know if Desmond ever encountered the smoke monster, period. Uh, I I don't think it's confirmed that he did, if, if I'm remembering correctly. Wait, say that again? I, I don't think that Desmond ever encountered the smoke monster. I think that's correct. Like, he meets Locke, you know, quote-unquote Locke, in season six. But mm-hmm. 
it, so it's like the smoke monster took no interest, um, mm-hmm. which kind of makes no sense in retrospect. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, he could have gone through with his plan, like, you know, before... I don't know. I mean, I guess he couldn't have found the place, but then it's weird that he needs, like, the leader to lead him to the place. But, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> the more you think about the plan, the more it just doesn't make sense. Yeah, he could have, you know, tried to convince Desmond not to press the button, you know, or something like that. Mm-hmm. So that the station was- yeah, it seemed like he was doing that with Echo. Well, I guess the opposite, like convincing him to press it, but... You know, so like at that point, you know, he sends Echo the dream. He leads them to the question mark. Mm-hmm. It seemed like he took an interest in the Swan Station, but not Desmond. He just yeah. kind of left him alone and never really bothered him. And so later when he, for whatever reason, realized, I guess the reason is because Widmar told him. Like, oh, I Charlie. guess he just didn't even know. Oh, can't you read? That's a classic line. Mm-hmm. I've heard "Can't you read?" like a lot of times. <laughs> and by Widmore, he means Dan Widmore. Okay. Or wait, what did he say about Widmore? He said, "I told Widmore's other monkey the same thing, or something." Oh no, I think I think he means Charles slash, you know, Miss Hawking, who's I guess Widmore in this, you know, because they're putting on the the benefit so that he's supposed to play at. Yeah, but Charles Widmore isn't there, is he? He's not there. Yeah, right? but a lackey, you know, a lackey. Okay. 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 Like he, I'd like so. I think the implication is like someone else showed up for Charlie Senpai Widmore. I okay. I, I yeah. I would imagine that it was is is Hawking going by Widmore or something? Like yeah, Hawking's going by Widmore. Okay, because they're married in this. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> I want to say timeline, but that's not the word for a place where there is no now. <laughs> Well, <laughs> on the finale podcast, you complained a lot about Hurley talking about how they're going to die. You were like, why is Hurley telling them they're going to die? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> it does seem out of character for him. Yeah, that's pretty much what you were saying. It was, it was interesting. I agree with me. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of feel like they didn't have anything else for Hurley to do, and so they just kind of gave him mm-hmm. this generic portent of doom line. Considering that Jack just became Jacob, you think Hurley would be more confident that it would all work out? Mm-hmm. It's like, somehow... yeah. Not, they're just not impressed. It's like, whatever. I haven't been down with anything since. <laughs> not going down with anything. It's a weird thing to say. Oh, Ben. 
Yeah, this is weird. Like, he's a smoke monster. He could just, like... Mm-hmm. He doesn't need to. Why would he be figurative about that? I actually feel like this is almost a great callback to when Locke is like, is this the magic box? And then it's like, the box is a metaphor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like that's almost what they want to do. It doesn't quite sync up, but it's sort of like putting Ben on the other side of that. Mm -hmm. Like, I thought it was a metaphor, but it wasn't. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. So I think there was a dog here. Wow. Oh, I see. They follow the dog tracks to... I never really put that together. Okay. They follow the dog tracks here. So Vincent... Look at Vincent screwing things up once again. (laughs) Well, I mean, I think Vincent was the one who probably alerted Rose and Bernard that Desmond was in the well, which is like, I think kind of a Lassie reference, which is a really weird thing to do at Mm -hmm. this point in the show. Um, It reminds me of, um, it reminds me of um, when Twin Peaks did like the Marlon Brando stuff. Like, it's like, Mm. why, why Why is that? Why are you spending time on that? So anyway, just to say like, Desmond wouldn't have been rescued, I think without Vincent. So, you know. He gets uh he gets points for that and loses points for uh <laughs> leading the Bandit Black there. <laughs> we don't like well drama. <laughs> Oh, here comes the drama. Nope, I got caught. Yeah, they don't know who this guy is, right? Yeah, this this continues to bother me. I think I said this in the other one, but it bothers me so much. I'll, I'll happily say it twice. I it really. You know, and this is where, like, the flash sideways stuff, like, the fact that they don't talk about things, like, starts to bother me because I feel like they go to their graves thinking, like, this was Locke here. This is what Locke did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he showed up and threatened to kill them if they didn't give him Desmond. And, like, then they're just, like, hanging out in the church with him. Like, it's all cool now. Like, it matters why? Like I still don't get why he would take the word of a smoke monster. You know, I remember, I have a faint memory of this thing in, I remember in season six, this thing of like, the smoke monster is like obligated to obey his word. I don't know why I ever thought that or where that came from, but I do remember like having that idea back then. So Mm -hmm. anyway... I remember thinking that that was some weird version of that, but like having, you know, watch episode, I don't really see any basis for it. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's just like, basically like he can't give him anything else. I, mm-hmm. So it's just like, I'll get your word, I, I guess. Crackle, crackle. 
Yeah, yeah, yikes. Yeah, this is like Ben's redemption, quasi-redemption, I guess, after sort of turning evil in the previous episode. Mm-hmm. And he's out-pert. Out-pert? Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, uh, it's really sad when, um, uh, uh, like, this reminds me of the Kimi thing, like, how the smoke monster sometimes, like, sometimes it'll just kill you, like, really a lot, it, like, kill you, but sometimes it just mm -hmm. kind of, like, beats you up a little bit, like, ah. yeah. I'm not worried about you. It's, it's like, why even bother to push him out of the way? You know, like it was totally ineffectual. Like he could have just done nothing and the result would have been the same. It's almost like there's writers who are planning what these characters are going to do. And uh, when they don't need them to do anything, they get knocked out for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. I mean, it was the same thing with the blowing up the plane plot. Like they had that like forever ago. And then like, it's like three or four episodes and then we pick it up and it's like, oh my God, have they been walking across the island for the last like three days like i think the timeline is just compressed but it's crazy yeah we will never see the smoke monster in the finale episode so yeah, yeah. the the final smoky appearance was in the second to last episode when he knocks richard out which is mm -hmm. uh which is pretty weird i i did think he would turn into smoky one more time but it doesn't happen he just stays his lock. He doesn't have to at this point either. He just chooses to mm -hmm. for whatever reason. If you believe there's a reason. Leave in the afterlife? That's the solution. Not like, let me get someone who speaks Korean. Just talk as little as possible. Yeah. She's like, I'll just gesture wildly. I'll draw what I'm saying in picture form. <laughs> uh, let's see. So, I, I mean, there's the obvious reason why Juliet's here, so she can meet Sawyer, but... Um, Mm -hmm. uh yeah you want a little uh we'll do lo loss recap uh so basically uh what happened was um um uh what had happened was um uh you know there was a the whole sun and gin plot you can watch the package for that one uh where there was like kimi and, and mikhail and omar and they had all this business uh, i needn't recount it all but 
eventually it ends with um, Sun getting shot and revealing uh, as she's being carried out uh, that she's pregnant. Um, and so she's taken to the hospital. She's been shot, but she's also pregnant. So I think Juliet's there to check and make sure the baby's okay after she's had, you know, whatever procedure to deal with the fact that she was shot. So I think that's basically the um, <laughs> the reason why Juliet's there, like within the story. When have we seen Juliet? Sorry, if, if you just said this. When did we see her before in the Flash Sideways? This is the first time. Oh, this is the first time. Okay, that's what I yeah, we never seen her before this. It's it's uh it's it's a reveal, basically, because yeah, she was doing V during season six, so she was only in um, the first episode and this one. We already know because we already know everything because we're all dead. And we so now we know we're in an afterlife where we're gonna have a girl again. Yeah, there's really no reason why that has to be true. If like Jack can have a fake boy, like they could have like a fake boy. Yeah. Everyone gets a fake boy. Everyone gets a fake boy. <laughs> Was that really Jack's idea? Okay, whatever. Oh, cause he, cause of Desmond? Did he even think it was Desmond? All right, whatever. I don't remember what they said at the beginning. Yeah, he said Locke wants to. Jack said Locke wants to go to the island, and then uh, Sawyer said he needs Desmond to do that. Okay. Oh, so Jack just like realized what he was gonna do, even though he hadn't wanted to do that until very okay. recently. Yeah, because okay. Jacob did say he that that man in black is looking for the the, the cave. Oh, he said he was going to try to put it out. Yeah, that's yeah, you're right. It's like Jacob knew that he would turn to that, even though he really wasn't planning to until very recently. That's the, that's the burning question I have: is why wasn't that his plan the whole time? Everybody yeah. else thinks that's his plan, except for him. Like, how is yeah. that, that make any sense? It's like eventually he circles around to it, so it's like it makes it seem like they were right. It's but... almost like it's almost like they wanted him to be a sympathetic villain this whole time, so they wanted his goal to be to go home, which is something you can sympathize with. Not like I right. want to destroy the world or the island, but then right. logistically, plot-wise, it makes sense for him to want to destroy the island, so they just yeah. had to produce that at the very end. Yeah, but uh, but Jacob could have said. Um, he just wants to go home and he'll find out that the only way to do that is to put out the light or something, right? Like, you know, right. There's ways to have done it, but yeah. 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 I think, uh, I, I think it's kind of, it's one of those I problems. Would, like I, I want to talk about that line Jack said as well. Oh, what did he say? If, if I can fix you, Mr. Luck, that's all the peace I'll need. Oh yeah. 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 Huh? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I, I, I do feel like with Jack and Locke, like, they make some effort, even though it's all, like, kind of conveyed through metaphor. They don't really have a direct, like, full knowledge confrontation. Like, 
all that surgery stuff and, you know, um, it does feel like they're making some effort to, like, reconcile, you know, the fact that, like, Locke and, and Jack, like, you know, when Locke died, like, you know, the last time he saw Jack, he was like, you're just a crazy old man and there's nothing special about you and get out of my face, yeah. you know? And so it's like, to me, the, the afterlife is kind of awkward. It's not as bad as Rose and Bernard, but I think, I feel like the reason they have this plot, aside from more obvious reasons, is like, it's it's sort of this metaphorical repairing of their, you know, like real life uh, conflict. Mm-hmm. But why? Um, but why though? In, in terms of, <laughs> I'm glad you had that five minutes soliloquy so I could just say, but why? Um, but but why? And I guess if I, I mean, I mean, um, with everything else that's going on for Jack and the Flash sideways, and everything else that he needs to get over in terms of his past life, why would he say that about Locke? Like, is that even true for him here, or is that just a thing he said he's saying? And he's since he's still not awake and not the real fully realized Jack that he's sort of wrong about that sentiment or something. I, I guess like what I would want to say uh, to justify it would be that like that's the like at, there's David you know he reconciles with David like we see him do that and then mm-hmm. he needs to fix Locke and that those are the two things he needs to do before he's ready to you know oh. move on like. I don't know if he really knows. Well, he definitely doesn't literally know that, but that that's sort of the underlying idea. I got you. Okay. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. Oh, the thing I was going to say about Locke is um, I feel like it's kind of like the season five stuff where like when you have a plot that's like built around deception, it ends Mm -hmm. up and, you know, Henry Gale falls in this category too. Like when you think it back, it ends up kind of, falling apart because a lot of it is contrivance to maintain the deception so like Locke spent most of the season saying like I just want to go home just come with me and like it's only in the candidate which was only a few episodes ago that it's revealed oh no he actually wants to kill them all he doesn't want to leave the island with them still but it's still not he wants to get the light and put it out a hundred percent but i'm just saying like it's it's an extension of what you were saying that like they want to portray him sympathetically but no i think you're completely right because it's like a three-step process one is i want to go home two is i want to kill the candidates and three is i'll kill the candidates by destroying the island yeah and yeah it's just weird that he didn't want that the whole time but yeah (laughs) you're right The, the deception necessitates some of that exactly yeah they couldn't tell us he wanted to destroy the island i mean they could have but then like that would have created other problems it was easier just to be like all i want to do is leave so here's jack being here's jack being is he being fatalistic here is this a jack who believes he absolutely knows what's going to happen and he's completely convinced or is he bluffing i think he he basically reveals uh later in a side conversation that he has no idea, but he just, you know, he just thinks he's going to be able to figure it out. Mm-hmm. So I think he is buffing here. So it's more, it's, it's more self-confidence than uh, feeling like he's fated to win or something. Yeah. I mean, there's a fine line there, but yeah. Because <laughs> I feel like in a way he does feel like he's fated to win, but that's mm-hmm. where the self-confidence comes from. So I don't know. 
Hey, I don't exist. <laughs> yeah, it's weird that you don't exist and you're still mm-hmm. here. What's really weird, I'm going to say something to blow your mind, and maybe I've said this before, but what if David does exist? He's just not Jack's son in, in relationship to the past, their past lives. Maybe mm-hmm. he's a kid who died at this age, and he has some issue that he's dealing with mm-hmm. with, like, divorced parents or something. Yeah. You know, or, like, doctor parents or something weird. And so he just happens to integrate into this, like, situation. But um, but he's not a completely, like, made-up individual. Like, he, he mm-hmm. does exist. Yeah. I mean, I think that would make sense. Uh, I think the only hesitation I have about that is that it seems like he's connected to people who have nothing to do with him. Whereas it seems like the other people when they, you know, are put in these situations, like they're at least like relating to connecting to people that they had connections with in real life, you know, like they're not just like Mm -hmm. totally pulled out of context. We don't know what David's doing not on screen. Like what life is he having off screen, right? Well, I just feel like we know enough to know that he wasn't connected to any of our characters, you know? Yeah, I yeah. Feel like we would have, we should have heard about that. Yeah, that but was we true. About everyone would get a flash sideways, right? So everyone's in there doing different versions of their lives, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I, it can work. It can work. It can work. It's just, uh, it's just a little. It just feels a little different from the way the other character stuff works. But it's hard to balance all yeah, that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he's unique because he gets a little bit more screen time, and he so it, it calls attention to himself versus the other people who are just around in the periphery of what the characters are doing. Right. Yeah. yeah the world is full of people, right? I mean, this flash I would. Yeah. Is- right. Right. Yeah. But he does feel like a talpa, right? It feels like at the yeah. end, when when no one's interested in him, he disappears. <laughs> exactly. See, I feel like that, and you talked about that on the finale podcast, like the idea that he continues to exist and he thinks his parents like disappeared, you mm. know, um, which I think is an interesting idea, but I think they just didn't show that. Like, like yeah. if they wanted to, they could have. They could have shown him there by himself, and it could have been a quick shot if they want to convey. But I feel like the way they played it, it's like he just vanished, much in the way Christian just appears. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because there's you no know? now here. Yeah. 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 Like his his function was served, you know. And it really that part really makes it seem like he's he's there for Jack. Like if he's dealt with his thing, he should have moved on by now. But I guess you could believe that he went to move on as well, if mm-hmm. you want. Like, I can't prove that that's wrong. <laughs> oh, man. I wonder if Jack ever in those final five minutes thinks back to this and is like, oh, yeah, Desmond like totally went to the flash sideways. Like this weird place. That's a great question. Because this, it's actually like timeline-wise, fairly close to his death. You know, he should die within like I don't even know, like a couple hours at the most. Wait, what are you saying, Jack? Uh huh. 
Like he should die within a couple hours of that conversation. Mm-hmm. So like just the chances that he would remember it, you know, make, it makes it higher in my mind at least. Yeah. Because it would be like one of his last memories. I wasn't interested in that. I mean, here's Desmond at the where they're the brink of death, and he's telling him the most magnificent thing he's ever witnessed and experienced. He's, yeah. Hey, dude, whatever happened, happened, and let's move on. It's 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 right. so that even when these characters are at the height of their belief in the island and the mysteries and what's happening here, they're not all quite on the same page about right. what should happen now. You know, they're kind of like, talking past each other. Yeah, yeah. Like, 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 Jack, the thing Jack's focused on doesn't allow him to, because Desmond is slightly misinterpreting what he saw. So, like, the way he's presenting it is sort of inaccurate. And then that's making Jack reject it. But it's so weird to say Desmond is key to whether or not the island is destroyed or not. Jack has the greatest mandate he's ever had into protecting the island and stopping this from happening. But he's not willing to talk more to Desmond to see what Desmond's perspective is on this. And in case there's something valuable about like mm-hmm. what should be here, that's what's a little strange. So like Jack is, it's almost like he's he he he's a man of faith now, 100. percent But it's still in the realm of dogma, almost right. He's still um, just as like um, sure of his belief as he was when he was not a man of faith or believed in the island. You yeah, know, to your point about like them talking past each other, so it's like I don't know. I feel like it's 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 a little strange because I I would be like, oh, what do you know about what we're about to do here, Desmond? You went to where now, and who was yeah. who, I was there? Was was I was I doing well? Was I dead? Like, did I tell you to stop what we're about to do? Like, mm-hmm. that's a different show. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but you know, I, you're totally right. Like, I feel like that's a great point that I've never thought about, which is like, Jack should react to that. And he really just brushes it off. Like, yeah. d- because Desmond's like, none of this matters. Like he gets stuck on that. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Cause he, do- he can't believe that it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Just yeah, like we're watching Satan Shannon. <laughs> Sorry to say, that does have imagine, to happen here. Imagine how awesome it would be if when we saw that moment, that beautifully shot and acted moment of Saeed and Shannon, we actually cared. We were actually like, oh, yes, the best couple on the show. But <laughs> it was, was for Saeed and Shannon to finally reunite after all. You know, imagine if it was that moment and this was here right now. And that's what they want, but like that's not what happened, and that's not what they were able to create, you know. And yeah. that's unfortunate. This should be huge, right? Yeah. It's the realm, the, the same level of of uh, uh, Sawyer and Juliet, right? It, it it's like that kind of like, and even more because of the the time difference. Yeah. Know? Well, Sawyer and Juliet works better for a wide variety of reasons that I will now enumerate. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Dude, save it for the book. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, just uh, just briefly, like, I mean, I think part of it is that it was more recent. Like, you know, it's been a long time since Shannon was on the show at all and that Saeed and Shannon's relationship was a thing. It is kind of true that, like, the screen time of the relationships are, are not that far apart um, because, you know, they're both introduced 
you know, towards the end of the season. And in both cases, the, you know, the other one of the party like dies uh, shortly at, you know, after the next season starts. So mm-hmm. I think there's some symmetry there. Um, but uh, the Sawyer Juliet thing's more recent. And the other thing is Sawyer like really mourned for Juliet, like for an extended period, which Saeed did as well for Shannon to be, to be fair. But that was back in season two. Sawyer's mourning is like very much recent on the show. Like he's still living with it, like presently. Whereas like for Saeed, it's, he's gone through so much shit since Shannon that it just seems hard to believe that he's even thinking about it. And the other thing I want to say is uh, uh, that bugs me is I felt, I just wish they had set it up. Like they wanted to make it a surprise, I guess. But yeah. the, the result of that was that when the man in black asked him, like, what do you want? You know? And he's like, the only thing I ever wanted, I lo- died in my arms and I'll never have it back again. And it's like, what, you know, they, they want to be ambiguous about what he means, but then it's like, you don't know for sure if he's even talking about Shannon. And so it just makes that feel less like, like believable that he even is thinking about Shannon specifically. Cause like they're playing it in the same way. So it's just like, I feel like the other thing, right. Is, is he wasn't responsible for Shannon's death. Right. Like the way, I, I don't know. I, it, part of the problem is the way Nadia is just his original love. I think that's just hard to deal with. Yeah. Yeah, it's the original thing from, like, his origin story. was yeah. That was why he was on the plane to yeah. to go see Nadia. So, yeah. And then when he leaves the island, it's not like, oh, I'm all about Shannon. It's like, oh, no, I'm finding mm-hmm. Nadia. He married Nadia, and then he told Locke when he came to visit him that those are the best nine months of my life. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, what? <laughs> like, it's, yeah, I, I don't know. And they even put Nadia in the flash sideways. Like, like it would be one thing if they didn't even bother with Nadia in the flash sideways. You know, but like, they did and then yeah i don't know it's, here's, a it's a, here's a question maybe maybe since nadia and shannon are both in the flash sideways maybe there's some idea here that saeed gets to gets to choose again through his actions who he meets and ends up with mm-hmm. and if he really was supposed to be with nadia he would have found her or something but instead he finds shannon mm-hmm. it's like a thing where he he sort of has a choice and it's, yeah you know and maybe that's part of, um, you know, because his flash sideways should be related to something he needs to learn or redo in his real life, right? Or something. Right. Go so some some choice between the two of them, and maybe he felt obligated in some way. I don't know. I'm curious if there's an angle there that makes sense from how they set that up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just. It, I, it feels like in my head, the way it really worked was we want everybody from season one in the church. Mm-hmm. So Said and Shannon are going to be in the church. Mm-hmm. 
And they were a couple for a while, so it's going to be weird if they're not together. So let's put them together. I feel like that's the, it's really, they want Shannon there, and it's going to be weird to say and Shannon are there and not together. And I, I just feel like that's where it starts. But what's weird is they, they could have had Saeed, I'm sorry, <laughs> they could have had Shannon and Boone, like, obviously not as a romantic couple, but, like, like reconciling their sibling relationship. As right? the focal point, yeah. yeah. Not every love in that room was romantic love. Most of it was. But <laughs> part of it was the friendships, right? And so that, that could have been a different angle where they can still have both people there. Yeah, I think Locke and Boone are unaccompanied. Um, mm -hmm. I think they're the only two. Um, so it is possible. Another another chance to show some reconciliation about the past because Locke got Boone killed. Uh, right. Uh, so yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I, I wish they had maybe expanded their horizons for how that how that final thing could work because it does mm -hmm. seem like they they basically had one idea of how it worked yeah and and pretty much all the cases fall into that i mean Locke could have been there with helen if Locke had been there with helen like oh man it, it wouldn't have been that shocking i mean <laughs> it, it only would have been slightly um you know crazier than than penny being there i mean because mm -hmm. she is more connected to the island than um Helen was, but, <laughs> but you know, like they repaired their, I mean, I don't know. They were doing okay in the flash sideways. So, and they were a couple in the flash sideways. Unlike Satan Nadia. Masterpiece Theater presents Drive Shaft. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is also like, this feels like practical, just like, like Say and Chan have to be together because they're going to be in the same room. Like, yeah. it's like, we have uh, two musician things happening. Let's just put them together so we don't have to have, like, two performances. Yeah. I really thought they would play you all, everybody. I'm, I'm kind of surprised that they didn't. Uh, mm -hmm. But I, I guess they thought that was too obvious or something. I don't know. David Lynch didn't think it was too obvious to have James sing um, Just You and I. So, right. you know, just saying. <laughs> they could yeah. have for old time's sake rendition of you all everybody that would have worked yeah exactly yeah some kind of weird variation i don't know could have had some 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 resonance because i think we just don't have a connection to drive shaft aside from you all everybody yeah so don't forget the diaper commercial or the <laughs> it, yeah that was totally a diaper commercial <laughs> It was you all, what was it? You all every butty or something? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> I don't know what it is, and I don't know, why does this feel so 80s? What, what, what is it about what this looks like that feels like? Is it just Indiana Jones? Or it just feels such like a yeah yeah like legend yeah it's that kind of weird quasi fantasy caves and shit, um, yeah there's something about that I think they made some kind of Indiana Jones reference earlier in the season with the temple and stuff on the cork says do not remove under any circumstances. <laughs> <laughs> Please, whatever you do, don't do what you're doing right now. 
Yeah, I, you know, it, it does make me wish for the bigger budget thing that they wanted to do with the volcano. Yeah. Because that was, that was the original vision. And, and I do feel like that could have been maybe a little more spectacular than, than what they had to go with here. An opportunity to, to, to make some connection to the ash from the volcano being, you know, something that mm-hmm. affected would have been nice too. Yeah. 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 And I, I think like the other thing that's weird about this to me is there's a whole thing in season one with the caves, you know, like let's move to caves. The worst question to ask you ever. What? I just thought of the worst question to ask you. What would that be? Why didn't they just put an ash ring around the light cave? <laughs> they call it a day. Because <laughs> they don't even know about the ash, and Jacob didn't even talk about it, and they're just, like, done with that. So, like, yeah, there is no good reason. Oh, my God. I don't know why I never even thought of that. That's such an obvious, easy solution. Yeah, it just hit me after 15 years. What do they do? They jump over the thing, and then he's like, oh, I'll try to make a tree fall on you. Like, what is he going to do? Like, Yeah, they could have said the reason he's never tried to put the light out is because there was an ash line around him. He can't get there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they they had no intention of ever mentioning the ash again after uh, sundown. It It was just gone. Yeah. Anyway, the thing I was going to say about season one is, um, oh, shark, uh, is um, uh, is they have a cave set. And after here. (laughs) Sorry, the cave set. And they abandoned it because they didn't like how it looked. And I just think it's weird that they're coming back to a cave set now. Yes. You know, after like. (laughs) <laughs> specifically abandoning a whole not because they didn't like the story idea or it didn't make sense but just because they didn't like how it looked yeah and it's now hard it's to like look good it, or not not even good it's just hard to make it look right you know realistic because it feels like a set yeah it really does it really does same with the temple stuff you know yeah yeah totally totally See, when he says, I chose to ignore you, like, that's part of his thing, right? That's the opposite of what he did in real life, was to take her advice about what to do. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. That's like a progression. That's like mm-hmm. sort of a resolution of their plot, yeah. if you want to call it that. Mm-hmm. Are you a sun taker? <laughs> Why not, though? Mm-hmm. And how does <laughs> he know he that along for the ride? How does he know who should go? Yeah, I know. Why Why are you the decider? Like, like who, <laughs> who gets to say, like, because he said that, too, about Anna Lucia, you know? Like, like Hurley's like, is she coming with us? And he's like, she's not ready yet. And it's like, who are you to say that? Like... Yeah, isn't everybody ready once you force them awake? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. It just doesn't, I don't know, Desmond just, like, empowers himself mm-hmm. for no apparent reason. Mm-hmm. And that's what's weird is he doesn't, I don't know how he knows who should go, right? Yeah. It's, it's, it's really, because you, 
you know why he knows to wake them up, but who he decides to wake up and how is uh, it's interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it does. It does feel very like determined by the writers. Oh, another thing I wanted to say uh, that I think we haven't emphasized that much, like sort of to your point about Boone and Shannon and like, you know, they, they really don't get any attention at all in the flash. I mean, they just kind of show up as glorified cameos. Mm-hmm. And so like, there's no space for them to actually do anything. So like, I feel like that's part of the problem. Like they, 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 they should have, uh, the, I guess the other problem is they're dead. So, you know, the way they did the flash sideways was like tie in the live character with the dead one. The only exception being Locke. Um, so like, you know, it just would have been hard to like work in a Boone and Shannon flash sideways story like Mm -hmm. with the structure they have. So anyway, I wish they had done it, but I I kind of see why they did it. They could have had a scene or two, you know, uh, or something. Yeah, they could have a scene. They could have a scene or two. I agree. It just wouldn't have been like, it would have had to have been pretty, you know, punchy. Yeah. Like when Shannon got punched? Like when (laughs) Indeed. Choo choo tunnel. <laughs> yeah, so Aaron's another example like that I was gonna bring up as far as David goes, you know, because yeah, like yeah. this isn't really Aaron. I mean, if this is Aaron's flash sideways, it sucks. Mm-hmm. Like, oh I'm a baby. Uh like that's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it. It, yeah, Aaron does break the concept that I, that I that I was thinking for the other character, but because uh, Aaron Aaron is weird. Because why? Yeah, I don't get it. It's sort of yeah. like this isn't really Aaron. It's like it's like a manifestation of an Aaron type baby to yeah. serve the function of connecting the characters. Or does like when when the when the when the you know. When they're on the church and Christian opens the doors and they all flash to wherever's next, does this version of Aaron not really go? Because right, like, and maybe you know, because there should be some version of Aaron that lit that's an adult or whenever he died and on the and uh, real yeah. life, right? Yeah, out here doing something at some point. Um, so maybe after Claire flashes away. You know, maybe he gets he 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 still grows up as Aaron with a Claire. Now it flips for him, right? Where mm-hmm. she's the she's the figment and he's right. the real. You know, so maybe this is really baby Aaron, and after Claire leaves, he will get a new Claire that will raise <laughs> him, and he'll go about his flash sideways life until he needs to learn whatever he needs to learn. Like, I right. don't know. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I yeah, I can't. I can't say that that's wrong. Um, Prove me wrong in a hundred words or less. (laughs) (laughs) So this is supposed to be Ben saving Hurley? Uh, Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. uh, I guess they, they felt they needed to push Ben's redemption a little bit further before having him push Hurley. 
Yeah, exactly. And like specifically, Hurley is gonna give him a chance, you know? So yeah. it's like, it earns him some points. Chuck finally wakes up after being conked out. He is down there, but okay. why is he going after him? Isn't the whole point? I'm so confused now, and I've seen this episode last week. Isn't the whole point to stop him from destroying the island by protecting? No, the no. Now it's to stop him from leaving, or it's just revenge for uh, killing Sanjin and Saeed. Who knows? Desmond is the one who put out the light. Yeah, well. Him into doing the thing he didn't even know he was tricking them into doing. Because uh, nobody I mean, knows what's going on right now. Down I mean, there. he came out punching Locke, you know, and then Locke hit him with a rock. So I feel like it's like, I'll finish what I started, like that kind of thing. Yeah, but the point is to protect the light cave, not stop Locke. That's what's Well, weird. that doesn't seem to be his priority. <laughs> he Did works he about that after he kills Locke. Or if he intuited, oh, he can be killed now, right? Mm -hmm. Like, like now that's why it's a priority because this is our chance to defeat the smoke monster once and for all. Yeah, yeah. I think he's supposed to know that. Or at least, yeah, think that that's possible. Bleeding. Oh, that's right. They already showed that, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because he comes out of the cave, he punches him, and then Locke hits him with the rock. Forget what I said. It's perfect. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that was totally the idea. Every time I see the shot, I just wish he would just jump. Just get over. Just go there. Fucking fly there. The rocks will kill you down there, but. (laughs) Oh, no. So weird. Anime punch time. Yeah. Yeah, see, he doesn't have to run to Jack either. I, I feel like they're both to blame for this. Yeah, and the worst <laughs> one ever. <laughs> yes. And Locke doesn't kick. Yeah, yikes. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. It's classic commercial break letdown. Take out the backpack. There we go. Yeah. What's even in that backpack, by the way? <laughs> like, did you manifest the all his all his whittlings backpack? <laughs> like, what? Whittlings. I do think this is where Desmond and Kelvin fought, or at least it's the it's same him. type of area. There wasn't a ladder there, I don't think, but maybe I'm wrong though. No. My appendix. <laughs> My throat. 
Why would he say that? <laughs> yeah, it's weird. I'd also be interested to hear something about him being, you know, feeling pain for the first time in 2,000 years or whatever, you know. Yeah, I I remember being very disappointed with the way it ends. Like, <laughs> I want you to know that you died for nothing. Like, it just feels a bit, like, empty after all of this. Yeah. I, I wanted him to have something more interesting to say as his final words. Yeah, yeah. And you're too late. It's not that great either. No. No, it just it's like he becomes generic lost villain number five, like at the end. Like mm -hmm. he loses anything distinctive about being the smoke monster, about being two thousand years old. Like imagine if he's he some said, guy. Imagine if he said this isn't the end. And then mm -hmm. how that would shape the rest of this episode. <laughs> of us waiting for his final strike as every good villain, especially in horror, uh, mm -hmm. kill them has that second strike you don't see coming. Uh, totally. And I've said it a million times, but I'll just say it again. Like I thought he was going to turn to smoke monster and like intercept the plane when it took off. Mm -hmm. I totally expected that to happen. Cause I didn't think he was dead. Yeah. I thought when they showed him there, like he was going to come back and that was why they showed him. But actually it was the reverse. They showed him, because they wanted to show he was dead. <laughs> so however far we are in the episode now, like, that's it. I mean, they defeated Man in Black. The rest of the episode, like, there's very little island stuff left. There's just a little business with, mm -hmm. with Hurley and, and, and going down the cave. And uh, most of what happens from now on is flash sideways. Yeah, wow. It's 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 a weird transition, but I, I talked about it in the initial reaction and I talked about it on the on the finale podcast, but you can really feel like the center of gravity of the show change mm -hmm. and it feels like the island stuff matters less and less mm -hmm. and the flash sideways stuff starts mattering more. Yeah. <laughs> Can't get over the orange smile being one of his beautiful memories and the encounter with the smoke monster. Well, that's when he saw the most beautiful thing he ever saw. You're right. It was beautiful. I forgot about that. Did he ever, like... Re oh, well, whatever. <laughs> we'll never know. So that's interesting. Jack was like, okay, I just fixed you. Now, the number two thing on my list is this thing with my son. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, I wish he would say, your father says hello. <laughs> and imagine Jack would have a flash, right? He'd have a flash of maybe yeah. the island in season one or something, or or whatever and, and kind of start prompting him to wake up. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. He totally could have said that and it would have led in to the finale in a natural way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oops. 
Yeah, it would have, it would have been we would be theorizing that oh, Locke had a sense that Christian Shepherd's going to come back, you know. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, it's part of this story here. Yeah. Yeah, it could have tied that whole thing together that I've always been disappointed by. Mm -hmm. And a great callback to when Locke said it the first time and it was like when Jack was the worst he had been to Locke. Uh, right. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's a good example of just like an easy win that they don't take, mm -hmm. you know? Um, like, I always wanted them to have Claire get on a helicopter in the Flash Sideways just because, like, they could have. Yeah. They got super close but never did it. Yeah, yeah. It was like, that was the whole rationale for this whole thing. And like, Charlie and Desmond are in the same room again. It's never like, declaring it on the helicopter. Mm -hmm. uh, I guess it doesn't matter to them, but. You don't have to do anything anymore. <laughs> You're dead. <laughs> It'd be funny if Sawyer saw those flowers and he was like, the floor. <laughs> <laughs> I have a memory of being a lawman. I mean, it's the flash sideways, so I, I guess, you know, they're not real eyes, so. Yeah, does Sawyer need, does he have twenty twenty vision here? Because, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty, and he's dead. And he's looking. Oh, no. There are no optometrists oh, no. in the flash sideways. Wow. Get this microphone away from me. This is when Frank starts throwing micro. I mean, walkie-talkies. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a weird running gag. It's a short run. <laughs> yeah, the shortest running gag, yeah. Okay, so let's like go up to times. what Desmond did, guys. What's, what are you guys thinking here? I don't understand. Jack's about to say that. <laughs> okay. It's the only thing I haven't ruined, like I said. So this is Jack thinking he has what it takes. Yeah. I think so. Or at least, yeah. Does anybody call Sawyer Sawyer after they come back from the 70s? 
after he's oh that's a good point i'm curious if it's if it's consistently james yeah i kind of feel like they're all on that basis mm-hmm. by now mm-hmm. so like no one really says that i'm trying to think um i mean ben's weird like that anyway mm-hmm. um i could see like maybe hurley saying it at some point It'd be great if Kate, I mean, this is not the emotional moment for a joke, I guess, but I'd love for Kate to be like, if I had some thread, I'd stitch you up, Jack. You know? Oh, they had that conversation. Oh, when was that? It was, um, I think it was in What They Died For. Oh. They basically had that exchange. Oh, that's right. All right, well, at least they did it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, you know, they're trying to tick all the uh, callback boxes. And mm-hmm. uh, so they spread them out a little bit. <laughs> Everyone's got a bag for some reason. What, what's in your bag, guys? I believe in duct tape. Yeah. Yeah, I I I will say that you know, if you've seen this episode before, I feel like knowing where it ends up, it really kind of undercuts the drama of the plane. <laughs> Cuz it's like I don't know, like I feel like you know, I mean, they show the runway breaking up and stuff, right? But so, like, maybe if they didn't get the plane repaired in time, they couldn't have taken the plane off. But, like, I feel like it's a clear implication that Hurley and Ben, like, get Desmond off the island. So, like, they probably could have got the rest of them off, too. So it's, like, the urgency just feels a bit fake. So I don't know. It's something that bothers me when I watch it again. Yeah, it, it does feel like maybe they're suggesting that the entire Hydra Island sank. I don't know if we're supposed to think that happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, if that's it, true, I mean, it would kind of it would kind of change the game. Yeah, I like, guess. If they don't get off on this plane, they're dead, basically. Yeah. Right, going back. I mean, that's definitely what they want us to believe, but. Uh oh. Bending machine. How does he know he's a doctor? Because he's in a hospital? He's a man in a super hospital that makes him a doctor? Mm hmm. Yeah, that's that's how it works. You ever walked in a hospital? (laughs) No. No, it's, it's like maybe he had like an intuition. I don't know. Yeah. Uh-oh. G23, was that his uh, candy choice? Oh, no. You really can't do this in vending machines anymore. No, no. We all know that. Movie magic. They won't let you put your hand up there. I'm allowed to do this. I'm allowed I'm to cop so I can break into a vending machine. 
By candy, I mean Desmond? Uh, the, what dropped, what, what, what's the version of dropping back down happened on the island when the, when the plug was removed and put back? The, the water, I guess? Water. The, the light drops back like, down? Thematically. Like, yeah. the afterlife, the, oh no. What a candy bar. <laughs> Give me that candy. Yeah, you see all the flashes of awesome times they had together and traumatic times they had together that like Shannon and Saeed didn't really have. But yeah, it, it makes me wonder why they didn't replay the Shannon death stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, because that would have recalled like the tragedy of their separation. Maybe they thought it was too repetitive to do the same thing they did with this. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, because with Sun and Jin, they didn't quite. I don't remember if they showed the death scene in that play. In their they play. showed them in the sub. I mean, yeah. they didn't show like when they actually die, because I think the water was like not over their heads yet. Okay, yeah. But like, yeah, it was it was recalling the the death, I think, and that's also like more recent. Mm -hmm. I think you missed the concert. <laughs> oh, wait. Call that phone. What would happen? Oh, mm -hmm. God. Is the phone there? Did it ever exist? Who's paying for that cellular service? It's like, call up. Yeah, exactly. Call up the cell phone company. Like, what, what plan do I have? Is there anyone else on it? Like, I, I really want to know how it works. Go to his room, like, you know, is, is the stuff still there? Like, how much, I don't know, how much disappeared? No. Ow. <laughs> Giving me flashes. What's weird is uh, that's actually similar. There's a similar idea here about what Smokey does 
right? How Smokey can scan people and see their memories. And I wonder if it mm-hmm. looks something like that, you know? Uh, it's like a sequence of events type thing. Uh, yeah, that's weird. I never really thought about it like that. Yeah, me either. Me either. Yeah, there's something there. I guess, yeah, I can follow it under my general wish that they had, like, connected the island story and the flash sideways mm-hmm. a little more than they did. The cave, the smoke monster, the memories. Yeah, and flashes before your eyes, too, right? They, that, that's a similar thing mm-hmm. there. Yeah, you're right. There's a lot of supposed to be's here. I know. So a lot of assumptions. literally anything any any containerable device <laughs> like that nasty nasty bottle that's why he had a backpack yeah that water's not that clean i thought it was a yeah clear. i was trying to see it like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it looks so much better in the bottle mm-hmm. this is holy water Feel anything? Yeah, I didn't either. <laughs> I had to touch you. I'm surprised Desmond, I don't know, I guess he's at the heart of the island, but for a guy who's superpowers withstanding stuff he's in he's really got knocked out pretty easy Mm-hmm. yeah it does knock him out it does knock him out he just survives that's that's it's a weird weirdly specific and limited superpower mm-hmm. 
Because, like, Widmore's test knocked him out, too. Yeah. That was Not as long, but yeah, still. Where'd they get that rope? Uh, it, I think Locke had it. Um... <laughs> Because he was winding it at the beginning of the episode. With that rope turn turn into the smoke monster. (laughs) That was a rope all along. Oh, actually, no, I think, I bet it was Rose and Bernard's rope. Because he found it at the well. And so I bet what happened is... Oh, there was a scene where he was gathering the rope from the well. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, so I think that's that's the lineage of the rope. Yeah, but all right. It's not like the compass. It actually started somewhere. <laughs> it did. Ah, uh, the rope and Lux backpack. Okay. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah. Look, they answer so many questions on this show. It's really remarkable. Yeah, see? Why are we complaining? Yeah, wow. All right, from here on out, no more complaints. Jack wasn't as right as you think. You were just wrong about like specifically what you saw and what it meant. Yeah. Also, it's weird that Desmond's not like, no, I want to go back to the light. I didn't do it right. I got to try again. I need to put the thing back. Like he's still, he's disconnected from what he originally was trying Mm -hmm. to do. And now he's just like, oh, I have to put this thing back because the island's about to be destroyed. No, duh. And then Jack's like, yeah, the thing, the thing that you want, your wife and kid are actually here in the real world. Go to them. Which is like, why didn't right. you believe that before? Why were you willing to leave them, the version that's here on Earth? It's really uh, weird. It's we really they weird. Were dead. They were dead on Earth. And he's like, I can be with right. them again if I go to this place. Yeah. It's like, no, they're just like out there and yeah. you're just on an and island again. <laughs> Like I found new pennies, so sorry. Uh, just remember that I don't like to wash the dishes. Point zero three percent better. <laughs> All right, plane time. I do I do wish they had more time for the Caden Claire thing to like feel like there's something there. It's just it's too easy and quick and I yeah. don't know. They they had nowhere to go with this storyline. Like I get what they wanted to do, but uh, I don't know. Too many mistakes were made and I think they can't save it at this point. Okay. The ends. It's almost like what they almost maybe are trying to get to is, you know, Kate and Claire are going to raise Aaron together in some sense, mm-hmm. which would somehow be an ending for how Claire started with, like, you know, being worried about being a mom because she wanted to give the baby up for adoption and all that stuff in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
agree. More time would have been nice. And like, no, no, no. I, yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I think I get the idea and that's it, definitely. It's just, it just feels very lacking in impact. And mm-hmm. I think it shouldn't. And I think that means something went wrong. And I think, yeah, the whole direction they went with Claire's storyline just failed this season. That's one of the bigger disappointments in terms of like stuff mm-hmm. I was anticipating for season six. Because the setup was interesting, but the payoff was really lackluster. Mm-hmm. Put the thing in the thing. What do you mean, no? Yeah, what do you mean, no? Why is he saying no? Hey, give it a second. Jeez. Yeah. No, like, you want, like, instant magic fix everything? Like, what the fuck? Calm down. <laughs> Frank is just screaming this entire. <laughs> That was weird. Here we go, Frank. That was a weird thing to do. Talk about him stuck himself in the third person or whatever. Mm-hmm. Great, he's shown before. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. All right. I want to see this Hydra Island like get destroyed here. Like, just as they take off, it's like, bam! Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the fact that they built this runway in season three and it was a whole mystery and, and, and really weird is pretty crazy. That You know, that is something that they get a fed in their cap for, is being able to Say they use the runway. <laughs> they you can know, definitely that's... say that they use the runway. Yeah, yeah. definitely. <laughs> like it was important. There was I... the, the story could have happened this way without that runway. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but I will deduct a few points for like fully connecting the dots there. Like, whose idea was it to build the runway? Mm-hmm. And why exactly did they build the runway? Ben was tired of using the submarine to have to go off on the island. He needed easy connections to bigger airports. And he decided he wanted to uh, build a runway. It was probably something dumb like that. <laughs> that sounds about right. 
And that's where we get Aquafina water. <laughs> oh my God, that would have been hilarious. The whole show is like an elaborate <laughs> commercial. The water, bottle, the water bottle that Hurley had, he takes the oceanic label off and it's Aquafina. <laughs> like, I knew this tasted like magic. <laughs> the most mystical caves in all the world. The purity of Aquafina water will let you know you have what it takes. <laughs> yeah, it's weird that he hasn't disappeared yet. Yeah, it should have been a Ben project, but then I think that means much like what you just said, that like Ben's plan for the runway is not how they used it, which is fine, but yeah, it just, he just I never don't know. Got, yeah, I could see Ben being tired of using the sub and like wanting a plane or something. Uh, yeah. That seems like a normal. It's a simple explanation. I could totally see them saying that. Yeah. you know it had nothing to do with Jacob. It's not like he foresaw the future and decided to tell somebody something, right? So that's not right. a possibility. <laughs> so, you know, anything realistic on the show. What's a philosophical question? What is inside when you're in a flash sideways? There is no inside. <laughs> Hmm. I I do enjoy the scene. I have to say, I wish there were more scenes like this. But I guess again, much like like Said and Shannon, or Said and Shannon versus uh, 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 Sawyer and Juliet, like maybe they thought it was too repetitive to have a bunch of like reconciliation scenes. Well, also. Most characters don't need to reconcile because they're over it. And this scene is facilitated by the fact that he's not ben actually isn't over it. Yeah, something to talk about. Yeah, because Locke, Locke was actually going to leave. He's going to roll right past him, you know. Yeah. He, he didn't really want to talk about this. Desmond woke me up too early. <laughs> yeah, he punched me in the face for no reason. Mm -hmm. But that's what's weird when you wake up and you're still not ready to leave. I, I don't know if I still under if I really understand that case because the whole point is, isn't it that you remember your life and that? Yeah, that's how it's supposed to work. And but no, they all have something to work out still. So huh. get out of here, chair. Yeah, I think Ben and Miss Hawking are the only ones I know of who are awake but don't leave. Mm hmm.
Right, now they have to tell us this so they can quickly cut to the flash sideways and explain that scene. Yeah, I guess maybe Danielle's there too with Ben. Mm-hmm. At least that's implied by what they show. Which I think is kind of what? weird. But... Jack is dead? Mm-hmm. You know, what would have been great is if they said, no, 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 Jack isn't dead. There's no way. And they actually went down there. I know it's dangerous down there, and they don't want to write that. But they actually went down there, and Jack was gone. Mm-hmm. And they were like, yeah. oh, no, he's real. We just confirmed it. You know, that would have been nice. Yeah. Yeah, they could have done that. I wonder how long, if ever, uh, before they figure out what actually happens. <laughs> Yikes. I guess I guess Vincent will lead them to the body so they can bury it or something, right? You're right. Good point. Vincent knows where it is. I was going to say, how are they going to find the body? But yeah, Vincent, he's got precedent for leading people to bodies. So Yes, he's lassie. <laughs> but the experience that Ben has isn't actually useful. He had experience killing and manipulating people. Like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's like, like early, I, yeah, 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 being a leader, and he has experience equate to, in charge it seems like jack i mean hurley should have demonstrated that he had all phil's jack yeah so yeah he's having some of that imposter syndrome Mm -hmm. fake it till you make it man that's how you that's how all the greats do it (laughs) also they wanted something for ben to do so yeah it's Mm -hmm. uh Clearly, have some struggles. This is- yeah, I mean, Kate remembers that. At least, But he's actually, she said, it was, it was, it feels like there's some implication there that I don't get. Also the same church, they used it a lot.
I don't, yeah, I don't think they showed, like, the, the main part of the church that much when they were doing the lamppost. I think they had, like, one or two scenes there, but it was mostly in the basement. Yeah. God, what if Jack was a smoke monster? There are people who believe it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like I feel like they want us to maybe not even think about the implications of the smoke monster dying or Locke dying or the man in black dying. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that that would have been an interesting um, twist on Jack's sacrifice. The idea that okay, now he's the smoke monster of the island, and now he can never go home. You mm-hmm. know, sort of a thing. Yeah, or like if you know if there's all that stuff in the cave, right? The light, the the death, the rebirth, the all that Mm -hmm. business and like the smoke monster was a manifestation of some aspect of that maybe the maybe the death or 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 something um uh the idea that you know it was killed you know did that change the nature of the cave Mm -hmm. you know i mean the show isn't remotely interested in that question but it's a question you could ask because like what does it mean that this quote-unquote smoke monster died like it seems like it should mean something but the way they portray the cave, it's like it's the same as it was before. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't really get it. Okay, maybe this is what Kate means. Like she knows that Jack will wake up from interacting with the coffin or his dad's mm-hmm. funeral. She's like, I brought you to the place that you need to wake up at. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. I don't quite know how she would know that, but I mean, I don't know. They all intuit maybe. these. They just, just have they just have this knowing, yeah. She knows Jack, you know, she knows the story and she just goes, Yeah. Because once uh, you know, once Desmond told her Christian Shepherd, you know, was there or whatever, then she would have she would have understood that, right? That yeah. oh, Jack is here, then this is the place Jack needs to be. Right. Were you ever in there? Oh, I was never. Ask that question. <laughs> Dead? Now this is a scene from Hamlet. <laughs> but father, you are dead to me. My brother murdered me. Avenge me. (laughs) No, in the flash sideways, you died. Mm -hmm. I guess that's not what he's talking about. Now. What's weird is there's no answer to like how. There's a why. Yeah. But there's not a how. There's not a real how of like, what are the mechanics that allow you to be here? 
Oh, that reminds me, like, that was a big problem on Vince's list of mysteries. There were several questions that were along the lines of how, blah, 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 and we could never answer them. Yes, yeah. Because it's hard to answer a how question mm-hmm. in general. It's like, then you gotta go into, like, details? Like, specific function and, like, aspects? Like, the energy inside you is transferred to, you know, like, what are they going to say? That. <laughs> but something better. <laughs> Except the splash your, sideways. Stuff. Your son's not real, though. I mean, so if you take what he just said literally and include the flash sideways stuff, there's something interesting about that. Like this reality is just as real as the other reality. You know, that was something you really were uh, committed to on the finale podcast, mm-hmm. and I cannot agree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I do think it's an interesting idea. I just, uh, I just feel like I, I needed to see, I, I needed to see them portray things differently or add some things to the flash. I was to convince me that it was really like that, and not just sort of a functional place that they all made together so they could find one another, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Mm-hmm. But that makes me think he's talking about the church. <laughs> well, we talked about that too on the last podcast. Uh, I think it's ambiguous. I, when when I read the lines closely, it did sound like he was basically talking about the flash sideways, but that line works better if it's the church. Mm-hmm. Because he can't be talking about all the people who are here that he needed were, was everyone who was ever on the island, because there's a lot of people who aren't coming to, with him on this trip next. So he literally needs the people in the church. You can't do it alone. Nobody does it alone, right? So then yeah. think he's really talking about the church here, which would help with the theory that this reality is just as real. You know, it, okay, real is still relative though, right? There's things that can happen here that maybe can't happen in the real world, but in terms of like, are these things real, not just figments of imaginations or delusions, but you know, it's real in that sense. Tangible, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's not yeah. Yeah. Even if it could disappear in the blink of an eye, he was still real. He would have DNA. He would have molecules. There's just different rules or physics or whatever that could occur at this place. Mm-hmm. Like if you yeah. open doors, white light fills the room. You know. Yeah. So like the thing I got stuck on is like basically I wanted to say real means like our world. Mm-hmm. And it's not that. So it's not real if that's what you mean by real. But if you just mean like it obeys its own rules, yeah, like definitely. Yeah, that, that what your consciousness is experiencing has a relationship to reality. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's there's stuff there and it's got a way that it works. And yeah, yeah but it just works very strangely and it's hard to... It's hard to think of that as real because it's so different from what I'm used to being the so-called real world. So, you know, but that's relative, you know, it's not, I mean, who's to say what real is, right? Yeah. 
Maybe we're all living in a simulation, right? Well, we probably are. <laughs> Hope, but hopefully it's a simulation we all made together. <laughs> oh, Aaron. I'm kind of surprised they didn't bring Vincent here, but maybe they couldn't figure out a way to have Vincent flash sideways. Vincent had some things to deal with. He wasn't ready to move on. Maybe the problem is, is that Vincent is connected to Walt and Michael and they're not here. Mm-hmm. All ducks don't go to flash sideways, yeah. <laughs> it's just weird because they close on a shot of Vincent. Like, I don't know. It's not like Walt and Michael where they don't appear at all. Maybe when the 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 Christian opens the doors and the white light flashes, uh, maybe they see Vincent next. Maybe he's the god of all of this. <laughs> and he has an evil brother and he was like, see oh, no. evil brother, I told you all all humans are good. <laughs> You know, Jacob, uh, the, the, the Jacob version of Vincent and uh, the, the pup mm. in black. Oh, <laughs> it's adorable now. I just want to go home. <laughs> Let's scratch the pup in black under the chin. Uh, pup in black yeah, is a belly rub. Christian Shepherd, uh, the, the Christian Shepherd's man in black. I, I mean, that's the kind of show I would love, you know, like that little extra twist where even at the very end you think you know yeah. you're and you're and you really kind of don't or maybe you don't it's I a darker that. more twin peaks ish like kind of ending like throwing the whole thing but, into like but, uncertainty but what i love is the idea that the characters wouldn't know right so it's not like they know that they lost or that, that they're being mm -hmm. audience would know and the characters are completely assured of all their choices by the end. So they still win in a certain way. So it's not like the Twin Peaks ending where, like, the character loses and there's a dark, like, twist. But, like, so that it would have been a bit more interesting that way, I think. Okay, so they well, Maybe more like season two where, like, the other characters don't know that he's been, you know, replaced mm -hmm. by Bob, basically. Yeah. Um, uh, like along those lines, like, because I feel like, yeah, like good for them. They don't know, but like, they're going to find out. Right. Cause like, they're not going to end up like, you know, if the man in black is leading them into some trap or something. Right. Or are they just going to fade into oblivion? I mean, I feel like it's still dark, even if they don't know, I guess that's what I'm saying. Oh, it's definitely dark if they don't know, but from a character level, they still win in their character arc. Right, yeah, yeah. You can have character closure like that. It's just, yeah, the overall plot would be, yeah, un, un, All right. unresolved. Well, here and we go. the worst shot ever. Oh my god! Doing the entire show with this wreckage here. Hater. This, it, you know, has there ever been any more emotional roller coaster than a like two-hour journey to that emotional climax? And then smash cut to this wreckage. And you're like, what? Like, 
I'm seeing plane wreckage after I just saw these people flash into the afterlife. Like, yeah. Like, and they never do that in the credits. Like, you watch the rest of the show, like, yeah. it's just credits on a black screen. It would have been fine. Mm -hmm. It's like, can't you just tell them, like, not to, like, cut in with, like, tonight on News at 10? A little, a little title at the bottom that says ABC production footage or something. Mm hmm Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's, that's such a bad decision. Well, okay, we've got to be, um, we did. Yeah. We made it. We watched it again. I like it. For the more. second time. Um, yeah, I guess my biggest difference of emotions between now and uh, the original time I saw it was just that, like, um, yeah, even though there's stuff I don't like about what they focused on, um, it feels like they're telling the story they really want to tell, you know? And uh, so it's like I can accept everything on that level whether if I like the details or not, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I, I think I kind of knew that at the time, but I didn't believe it, or I didn't want to believe it, or I don't know what the right way to describe it is, but I just wasn't willing to go along for that ride. And I think if you are, it's definitely more enjoyable. I still think there are problems with it, even if you want to take their ride, but... Yeah. It's definitely like, oh, it, it doesn't end with, you know, hashtag asshole or whatever. Like, it, you know, it, it ends with something more like, well, you know, I mean, there, there were some there were some rough patches in the in the plot and, and some of the character resolutions are a bit unsatisfying. But like, you know, they definitely hit some high notes there. Mm -hmm. It feels like a finale, you know, I think I think the the dramatic weight of it all, like definitely works and and that tone that they maintain comes through and so yeah i'll give them credit for that it's just you know you you, you have to you have to respond to it in a way where you, you don't think about you don't necessarily think about other details from the show or think about how it all hangs together or question certain moments like you just mm -hmm. kind of let go if you will and kind of accept it it's i think that's the way it works best mm -hmm, mm -hmm. letting go and accepting it hmm. yeah so you're saying that the show about life wrote a finale in such a way where they impart a lesson that the the, the point is to to like let go and uh <laughs> and accept things yeah it's just I uh, I think that's it. I, it makes sense. I mean, the show always had that element of a parallel between the experience of the audience and the experience of the characters. So, mm -hmm. um, so you're uh, saying they could have written a more perfect finale, but that wouldn't have imparted the ultimate lesson. Indeed, because there'd be no friction, so we wouldn't be able to learn the lesson. So they did right. it for us. They did it for us. Yeah, we should thank them. There we go. 
Okay. All right, Craig. Craig's One busy. more chance. Um, okay, cool. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely interesting. And um, yeah, I'm curious to, to, to see the pilot again and, uh, and kind of see how they set these characters up. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's like, it's such a, um, it's, yeah, it's such a different world in the pilot. Mm -hmm. the The possibility space is so large. Then you know, of like where the show could go from there, and how yeah. all those storylines could develop, and yeah, it's a good time. Yeah, so it'll be it'll be good. I've always wanted to go back to the pilot because we never properly did a commentary on it because we did it before the finale so we didn't know all that stuff you just watched when we saw the pilot i don't mm -hmm. think it makes the biggest difference but in terms of understanding like what the point of the overall show was and like particularly the flash sideways and the focus on season one i do feel like there's i don't know i feel like it I, it makes me feel differently about the show as a whole and therefore the pilot as well um knowing what's in the finale so anyway i think it'll be good to go back and do the pilot again yeah okay for that reason and it also makes sense as a place to kind of start thinking about the book mm -hmm. the book the book yeah the book's gonna be fun there's, there's a lot of interesting things to uh to try to um collate what was the words we were using collate yes <laughs> I love um, collating things. Yeah, well, it's a fun thing to do. <laughs> yeah, I've got I've got a lot of notes that I've taken over the commentary series uh, podcast we've done about some stuff that can go in the book and kind of help with those ideas. And um, I'm sure you know, Justin, you're re listening to a lot of the old episodes. You know, so it'll be good to kind of uh, on maybe some of these big topics, kind of chart like what we you know our progression and thinking on some of these things because you know i i famously you know up until the end was thinking the island was a spaceship from another dimension and man in black was right. a prisoner and jacob was the warden uh basically <laughs> uh and uh i stand by that i think that is true still and um I think the show proved me correct. Don't want to let that one go. Because, you know, when Jack and, and Desmond move the, the, the cork or the plug or whatever, I mean, that's just, wouldn't an alien spaceship have a cork? Right? You would think so. I think so. Um, but yeah, no, I think, I think it'll be interesting to go back and kind of hear what we used to think about certain things and, and kind of see how that compares to, to where we ended up. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then it's always good. And then I, I, another thing, you know, that, that we haven't really had the ability to do over these years uh, with the pot with podcasting is rewatch lost a lot and in shorter periods of time, because like, you know, with the commentary series, we didn't really like spoil ourselves on the rewatch as we were recording it so you know we weren't really re-watching the, ep the episodes before we did the commentary on them so um a lot of that stuff i hadn't seen in years and years and years and years um and so it'll be nice 
now that we're done with the commentary series, we can go binge some Lost, right? Like, I don't think I've ever seen, like, all six seasons in a row in, like, binge format. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, that would be a whole adventure. Uh, Maybe some kind of uh, marathon podcast we could do. Um, (laughs) hours. Yeah, I uh yeah, I did that last year. It's it was interesting. It definitely mm-hmm. it definitely plays differently when you do it like that. I think there are some things that work a lot better um uh when you watch it like that. Yeah. Yeah, so that'll be fun to be able to 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 go through uh, a bunch of the old episodes and Cause yeah, this is a lot of fun. I mean, there's, you know, I think that's what's the biggest thing is like those early seasons are like you were saying, they're more possibility. And so they, there's a lot more fun and then it gets like heavy, you know, we got to go back and it's like, okay, you know, so yeah. like, okay, now, now it's getting heavy here. And then, and then it just gets, you know, heavier and heavier and heavier as the show goes on. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of, it kind of accumulates, I guess. Mm-hmm. Collates, if you will. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I mean, I think the show is never more exciting than it is in season one. Um, but, um, but I still, I still value the rest of the show enough that I wouldn't, you know, I mean. I, I wouldn't say like just watch that. It's just like there's just uh, there's just an extra something there, um, you know. Before before I, they they added all the extra stuff. I, I I guess part of the thing is that like season one didn't have enough time for anything to get crappy. Yeah, yeah. Everything you know? there because it's all set up. So everything. It's all great. set up exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like everything was cool in season one. Dharma was cool because we didn't know what it was, and because it was season one. Yeah, yeah. The others and. But well, and... was hoping it would be a one season show. <laughs> like the prisoner. Right. Like right. His show that's super great and only lasted one season. What a legacy. <laughs> yeah yeah oh man if it ended like the prisoner that would have been weird i uh that would have been a very different show i yeah i don't know (laughs) i think it would just ended how it ended in season one yeah oh yeah oh just like you know open-ended yeah the prisoner like has a quasi finale it's it's really weird I don't know what to do with that show. It's it's a mess. But um, yeah, I'm always remiss about Michael every time we get back to the end. All the characters we don't get to see. Um, yeah, I mean, okay. Oh, that's right. We were supposed to uh, do the um, new man in charge. Oh, oh, we gonna watch that now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was part of the plan. Remember the plan? Okay, okay, okay. That plan yeah, I, I forgot that that was part of the plan. All right. You yeah, know, we got that up on like YouTube here. or something. Um. Yeah, I guess that's a thing. 
I think it is there for what it's worth. Okay. Um, All right, I think I got it. It's like 11 minutes. Is this it? Yeah, 11 minutes. Yeah. Sounds right. <clears throat> yeah, we got to watch this sometime, right? Do they have uh do they have subtitles? Probably. It does not. Looks like they don't. Yeah, it's too bad. Is there a version with subtitles? I want to have my subtitles. You can't go 12 minutes without subtitles? <laughs> It's just like there's like so many words and like I want to it <laughs> helps me if I can read them. I like the reading of the words. What is this like Turkish version or something? I found one with Turkish subtitles. That's Oh, do you care what language the subtitles are in? <laughs> I do. I'm sorry. Ooh, Italian subtitles. Look at that. Every subtitle you ever Here's wanted. Auto-generated English subtitles. Okay, I'll, I'll take auto-generated. It's better. Quality not great though. Oh well. <laughs> Don't mind us. We're just... okay. Wait, wait. I found one. Yes. I found it? one. This is a good one. This is a good one. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a good one. Quality looks nice. Here. <laughs> okay, you ready? Yours. What? You're gonna share your screen? Oh, do you want me to do? Oh, what are you? What are you doing? I was gonna send it to you. I'm used to you sharing things. Oh, okay, fine, fine. Yeah, this scares fine. me. All right, I uh, put it in the other thing. Okay. I don't know go. why. I guess I could have just put that in the regular. <laughs> anyway. Okay, here we're gonna screen share this thing. Okay, I have to press buttons and this. Okay, here we go. Okay, so now everyone should be able to click on my name and join my stream here. Okay, new man in charge. Woof. I forgot we we're gonna do that part of the commentary here. Okay, cool. All right, this is short, so yeah, let's do well, it. Here we go. Machine running. Yep. That's not going to help. <laughs> wow. Dharma Logistics. I remember when they... Oh, man. The first time I saw this. The present. Love that. Ambiguous. <laughs> How soon do you get those peas labeled? Palette drops? Wow. This is classic Lost right here. It's just like so boring and lackluster. After yeah. the mystery Every of the palette drop, serious thing has something boring behind it. It's like a Damon Lindelof theme. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Also, bit like there's this is uh, this whole thing is so meta. It's like there mm -hmm. these two are like the audience here, and Ben is like you know the writers talking to us. Yeah. Like, tie up a few loose ends. Like, mm -hmm. okay. Mm -hmm. Why? <laughs> $40. 
That's the same amount of time we've been loading pallets. Exactly. And that's not really true because Miss Hawking was there. Okay. All that food's gonna go to waste? Apparently. A single question. <laughs> Yikes. Make it count. That was two questions. That was two questions. Their questions are terrible. Like Calvin and Desmond of this place. Mm hmm. I can't believe they're doing polar bear. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But here's another example of people who are in Dharma and have no idea what Dharma is doing. And what... Yeah, not, they, they so have no idea that Dharma's been like gone for 20 years and they're still working. I don't know. I wonder how they keep getting paid. Me too. Years. It's like automatic. There's like a trust fund somewhere. I have no idea. This is crazy. Yeah. Yeah, they decided to give us these like Dharma answers. Like, oh boy, here we go. Get ready. Strap in. <laughs> why? <laughs> because I have to explain why I was using fake names. It's a circular explanation. Mm hmm. Hurley bird answer. What do we call them this punny name? So I guess this is explaining like why they brought the polar bears. Yeah. Like we know like Dharma brought the polar bears, but I guess they never totally explained why polar bears per se. Fish biscuit answer. That's super weird, dude. I thought the whole point was the polar bears were pressing the buttons themselves to get the biscuit, but now they're saying someone gives it to them. Wow, that's weird. Is that what they're saying? I didn't think they were saying that. I thought they were just like demonstrating how the thing worked, but he the bear said, was supposed to do it. But the way he just said it, it's it sounds. I like... thought he said after they complete the task, they'll be taken somewhere. I thought that was what he said. We'll we'll go to the transcript. Yeah, this is weird. I thought I actually forgot about this. I forgot how long this was. 
I thought it was just Ben showing up and saying, you, you're free to go now. Mm-hmm. And then the thing with Wall. Yeah, I actually think this part is the most interesting part of this. It's, um, it, it's the implication here is that like, Dharma's engaged in this like quasi torture brainwashing enterprise on the others. This is a much more interesting idea of Dharma than I ever had the impression from the show. And it's weird because when we saw it, it was the others using it, mm-hmm. about, right? Yeah. That's the only thing we ever saw. This also explains why they mentioned Jacob in the uh, video here. Oh, I see. Oh, so this wasn't this wasn't to indoctrinate them. This was just to wipe their memory. Yeah. Oh, so it's not brainwashing them to convince them of something. It it it's uh it's just a Make way to forget. That's weird. So is that a retcon for somebody who should have remembered something and but didn't? I I don't know. Maybe Ben was trying to make Carl forget Alex. Mm-hmm. But is there any Dharma thing related to that? I guess. Oh, Dharma thing? Yeah, I don't. I don't think so. Wow. I love that he uses an alias based on his dad's fake alias. (laughs) Like, that's just weird. Like, oh, the others made you take the name Kevin Johnson? Well, I'll take another K. Johnson name. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even know why he's using an alias. Because <laughs> of the lie. Is he telling a lie? Like, what, what lie is he telling? You know, They the came lie. back, right? I mean, the plane came back, right? Like, aren't they done with the lie? Like, the people they said were dead weren't dead. Like, I don't know. Like when you were Henry Gale, is that what you're trying to say? Well, but but do do the do the officials know that Walt is dead? You know what I mean? I mean, like, he should. They it, should think that he's dead. I, I guess according to the lie. Yeah, so that's what he's 
can't use that identity. He has to use the. I'm just saying. I feel like that game should be up because like Sawyer is gonna come back and like he should have been dead. I don't know. He's gonna live the lie too. Why are they living the lie? The lie was for Widmore, right? Yeah. Oh, this is such a weird moment. I don't understand the resonance of the Dharma granola bar. Like, that just strikes an odd note for me. I thought there was something with the, that Walt had with that. Um, I can't remember, though. Because, like, he gets kidnapped before they even get in the Swan Station. And then... We never see him in a Dharma station. It's implied that he would have been, but we never see it. You know, and then he leaves the island and I don't know. <laughs> it's like they're referencing something that happened off screen. They said you were crazy. I mean, you're not telling them that stuff, right? You're lying about everything? Like, I don't, I don't understand. Well, it could have been when he was younger. What? Yeah. I always wanted to be like, ah, oh, but there's not enough road here where we're going. We don't need roads. We don't need no roads. Yeah. <laughs> All right. There it was. That's it. That is so, it. I mean, I do think like it, it actually helps to watch that immediately after the finale because it makes the Michael and Walt absence like a little less painful. Yeah. That they actually addressed it. Yeah. I are. don't know what the implication is about the job. Uh, I remember talking about that back in the day. It's a little bit confusing. It's like, is Hurley really saying, like, he's going to give up his job, like, already? Like, it can't have been that long. Maybe he's saying after a certain period of time, or yeah. Yeah, yeah, what else could we be talking about? Okay, so the line, the line was, um, Oh, I guess I guess part of the problem is that it's like cutting in and out. So this is just like an incomplete thought. But the line was rewarding the bear with a fish biscuit once it has successfully performed a complex puzzle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, the fish biscuit thing. So I think I think they meant the bear does it. Mm hmm. Uh, but I thought the implication was that that's why the guy had his arm 
bitten off because he was in the cage or something with the bear. But yeah, I'm just just making assumptions. Because they show the guy before when they say don't underestimate their intelligence and cunning. Mm-hmm. They show the, the guy with an arm. The, yeah, yeah. No, that's, yeah. That is definitely. <laughs> um. Cool, cool. Yeah, yeah I think you're right. It, it is helpful to get the a little bit of clarity with Michael. Yeah, they actually imply that, like, like Hurley talking to Michael, he didn't just forget about it and never do anything, you know? Like, he actually is trying to take action based on what Michael told him. And that's so rare on Lost, you know? I feel like so, so many times they, they encounter a thing and they just, like, it's gone, you know? It's like it, it's like it never happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, because like the point of it in the story has has disappeared, but like he actually took it to heart that Michael said he was trapped there, and you know decided it's not a hundred percent clear what the plan is, but to bring Walt there and somehow maybe that can help, um, you know, Michael get untrapped and also like Walt is kind of. I mean, he's like sitting there in a mental institution. So, you know, I feel like the way the reason they wrote it that way is so it's an improvement for him to leave. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't want to have him like happy and living a normal life. And hey, let's take you away from that. Um, but it is kind of sad. Well, that's where he ends up. Have a happy normal life with, with without this closure, right? That, you know, it wouldn't even yeah. be possible. Um, so we were watching an episode that had auto-generated subtitles and I'm looking at the transcript now and Walt's line is, I thought I was crazy, not they thought I was crazy. Uh, when he said, I was hoping one day somebody would come back for me. Oh, I thought I was. Oh. Yeah. So oh. Then- I thought it was they. I thought it was they for years. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Maybe okay. Interesting. I swear I saw that even on the, on the, wow. All right. Good point. All right. Cool, man. Uh, well, this has been a really awesome podcast. Uh, 202, right? Uh, 15 years. Uh, well, Hell yeah. I think the answer to your question of do I want to do a podcast was yes. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, I, I hope so gonna be weird if you come back with a no now like actually can i change my answer mm, cast. delete all of the podcasts <laughs> nah. there never was a lost slowdown <laughs> we're the david podcast <laughs> exactly um thank you everybody for joining us uh for being on the lost lowdown train with us all these years it really has meant a lot to us to have you guys around and um you know uh it's it's really, yeah it's been really great and uh the train's still going this book chug uh, chug chug 15 yeah, more years uh, am i right tunnel. well once the lost lowdown goes in that tunnel as kate knows they're not going back out um <laughs> <laughs> she's like she's like Aaron don't you ever get on the train I love that oh 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 Choo Choo's not getting out of that tunnel Choo doesn't know what's in for silly trains <laughs> um but yeah no it's been awesome so looking forward to uh, the next chapter absolutely
Yeah. All right. Well, until next time, you know, namaste. Wow. Namaste and good luck. And I wasn't ready, so gonna take a second. This podcast is technically still going. Sorry, sorry. We might cut this out or we might not. We'll see.